<laughs> Can you? You fucking piece of shit. Oh uh, my god, it's getting worse. You're <laughs> fucking Tourette's is coming out tonight. That okay, okay. Serious question: If you're a racist because you say a derogatory racial term, what 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 ist are you if you say something like that? Like somebody has Tourette's, but you're falsely representing them and making making fun of what they do or have or whatever. Uh, is it like ableist? Ableist? I believe is I the believe that's correct. Term. Is, is that generally what it is? I think it's, I think yeah, so. if you're making fun of somebody's disability, that's ableist. No. Okay, well, Adam, we do not tolerate ableistism, ableistism. on this podcast. Ab- ab- <laughs> so, um, am- am- so cord? A- audience, audience that d- that actually has Tourette's, uh, Adam has uh, offended most of you, and uh, he's going to apologize uh, right now. Adam? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. No, no, with that <laughs> gentleman. Did I, did I hear you wrong? I must have heard you wrong. Oh, like shit. You, said you didn't have sex relations with that gentleman. That, but, yep. Now you got to apologize. Uh, no. That's right. You apologized to me. I was. For mishearing me. Misrepresenting you. That's right. Mis- misinterpreting my words as they come out of my you mouth. You know, this is. Oh, man. I guess we need to go ahead and have this one out. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It's not come to my attention yet because, unfortunately, we don't have a huge audience, though I love the audience we have. We don't have enough people that listen to this to where this is expanded to, like, you know, the hundreds of thousands of people. But potentially someday it may. And as such, it's going to get to a point where lots of people are going to listen to these episodes. And I have been saying a word on this podcast for some time that... I realize in the past five years, decade, maybe even more, maybe I'm just blissfully ignorant and it's been way more that very frowned upon, if not flat out, yeah, stop fucking saying that word, dude. But I'm not saying this to justify the word. I've had it explained to me that it, that it was okay if you if you if you heard the word back in other literature or other films or whatever that you know if you grew up in that time frame where that word was used often you're just not you're just not used to not saying it and that's that's as shitty as one it is that's the only excuse I have for this word it was never a big deal to use this word it was almost the degree of like a kid saying crap and then their parents being like you can't say that this is a four letter word you're like it's crap i don't understand <laughs> it's just now it's been explained to me over time through just just general feel of the temperature of the population of the world that or mainly the united states that yeah you shouldn't say that word and oh god i hate to fucking grind the podcast down to a fucking let's keep it real shit off the bat is a retard i say that word often in this podcast and i have i don't mean to i'm sorry i don't mean it and i don't i'm not an ableist either and in all seriousness i just use that word out of out of habit because i'm just a jerk that never sat down and really made myself hey you're not supposed to use that word stop using that word I'll try to get better at it. Just <laughs> you can't really do this in the middle of a podcast anyway. Nobody's gonna listen to this episode and retroactively go, "Oh man, it's okay." The last fifty times. I mean, said if it, they but- heard you, the, if they've been listening this long, and they they, they are gonna find this apology buried in the middle of all the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So I'll at least have this part on record that hey, I 
you know, I made a half-assed effort out of my way to go, I'm sorry, I don't mean it in that way. I'm not trying to offend anybody and yeah. That's just I'm just it's it's a it's a hard habit I've, I've that I that I break. I can't. It's it's very hard to break because I don't I don't use it in a derogatory way in that way. It's more like a rib poking fun at something than a actual and That's what makes it know, hurt more. <sighs> Because you it's terrible. That's because you're using <laughs> you're using someone else's you know pain for your pleasure. You giant uh-huh. piece of fucking shit. You you just like making you just like that, don't you? You like just my face is already in the dirt. Exactly what like I'm doing. I, I get more pleasure out of your pain than you know. That's your that's your star episode. That's, that's my- your star uh, title. I, I feed I feed off your pain. <laughs> your, welcome to, welcome your to pain, the end. your pain sustains me. <laughs> welcome to the end of time cast. I'm Michael. I'm Chris, and I'm Adam. And we are uh, happy and free and joyful and just full of gay. And it's it's words like that that, that you can't say that anymore you wanna... because that means. I mean, but what was I watching? Uh, it, I was watching thing a Disney is, something. Like the the terms change over time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. uh, <clears throat> what did they? What, they called them something like way worse, and then it switched into. And I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just using the actual term, the R word. Um, uh-huh. And uh, and that was like the clinical medical word for it. Like before, it was uh, oh, simple is what they called them. Yeah, a simpleton or yeah. something like that. And that, yeah. and then it was like, okay, well, you can't say that. That's mean. Use the clinical term, and the clinical term was the R word, and it is yeah. continues to evolve. And then the the former clinical clinical term becomes the new, uh, I guess, slur, uh, mm-hmm. put down, insult. And so yeah. they continue to you know shift it over time. Eventually, mentally handicapped is going to be the the. Um, put down and they'll move i don't know maybe that's too long maybe that's where it I, I think they're at a long. sweet spot now because it's too long to say every time mm-hmm. so if someone yeah. wants to be a jerk they can just use one of the old words yeah that's where i was going with is it. maybe it's maybe it's gotten to the sweet spot where it's too long to to actually <laughs> spit that out in anger and uh, <clears throat> uh i'm trying to think about that there, there was another word there are lots there of other words word. <laughs> Oh boy. I feel like gaming as a whole has handled all this stuff pretty well. I mean, think of think of times where there's been like a racial or ableist or what whatever term out there has been like, "Whoa, games, you can't say that." I'm actually coming up fairly empty. Oh, that's one I remember of the a lot of seven. games Final Fantasy 7. Well, there's a couple of lines I know, in there. Really? Really? Yeah. Because I, I know Final Fantasy VII was pretty groundbreaking for, like, saying shit and damn and hell and whatnot, but I don't... Oh, man, I don't yeah, remember I think, anything uh, in there. I think Barrett calls someone a retard at some point. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, or someone does. I think there's one other line that people are like, yeah, they're going to have to change that in the remake. Otherwise, people are going to get upset. Huh. I can't believe that made it through. Or uh, what? Or we're talking about Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Uh, it's the part where he says, let's yeah. mosey. Mm. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gonna be like, let's no, walk in a swaggering way. <laughs> oh, and, I, and again, I'm just I'm just saying this because I'm looking it up. When I when I put the word retard into Google, it actually gives me a misspelling. It says it's like, yeah, that's you spelled that word wrong. I don't know what they think I should spell it as, but that's definitely how you well, spell I, the word. Well, 
is that word an actual thing or is it just retardation is the real word uh yeah yeah you know that's another thing it could be that it's all, a shorthand. All, all retard means in a real sense is that it's short it's it's held back it's yeah you know to say something is retarded means that it has it would have reached this level but we it was stopped by something it didn't yeah. it didn't grow to its full potential yeah, also, your yeah. whatever you searched on is broken because mine worked fine. It didn't. I, I would think that it would auto correct to like well, like fire retardant or something like that. You know? I don't know what you want me to do, Chris. It's Google, and what that's what fucking, I used to. Hey, Google, get your shit together, because Chris says you need to fix your dictionary, up. your browser's dictionary. Yeah, Google. Google. Dictionary. Fix I'm your on dictionary, it. Google. My Google dictionary is fine. You pulled it right up. Definition verb. Here you go. Here's how to pronounce it. Well, let's just send you an unsealed un, copy of Final Fantasy VIII because you're so cool and your Google is so cool. You're the first winner of the the uh, the in a time cast giveaway for no reason. Congratulations! Yeah. Why don't you tell me about? Well, why don't you tell us? Not just me. You don't have to. This isn't just a me you conversation. Oh, just tell I mean, all I of can us go play about magic or something. <laughs> Damn! Who would you? Damn. Hey, so you go play magic. Adam goes plays Persona, and I'll go play with Red yourself. Dead Redemption. Uh, well, I mean, I'm playing a solo campaign, so there you go. Why don't you tell us about your week, man? My week? Oh man! Tell you what, man, it's been a busy week, but not for gaming. Uh, got a little more Persona in. wasn't anything huge. Just more uh, grinding stuff out and mementos. Uh, did have one huge thing that happened over the course of this week, but it's probably not huge to y'all. It was, uh, War Thunder had their little, uh, their annual winter little contest. They usually have a summer contest and a winter contest, and they have, Mm -hmm. like, these little achievements you can get, and if you get X number of the achievements, say there's, like, 12 achievements and you get 10 of them, uh, the first five achievements will award you some kind of minor vehicle, and the, if you get ten of them, you get a major vehicle. And they do one for ground and one for air, so they're giving away four different types of vehicles that you can get out of this event. Well, I usually go for one or the other. I go for either the all, both of the land vehicles or both of the air vehicles. And this time, they added a, uh, it, it's like a vehicle, it's called the T-30, okay? And this thing is a meme cannon. That is all I can describe mm-hmm. it as. Okay. A meme mechanic? That's right. It it uh, most tanks in the game are like okay. Well, you 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 need to make sure that the tank's got good penetration and good after effects and stuff like that, and or it's really fast and it can shoot long distances really accurately, or it's got really good armor or something. This thing doesn't have good armor. It doesn't have that great of penetration, but what it has is an HE shell with a shit ton of pin. Mm-hmm. And the thing about HE shells is that you don't have to be accurate with them if they have sufficient pin. And this thing has sufficient pin. So you can hit people from across the map. Doesn't matter how long the shells travel. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, the rest of the meta is like, hey, make sure you hit this one vital weak spot. Make sure that you can do this and disable that. And, you know, you're all, you're trying to make sure your stuff is good. This thing, it hits. And it just, it goes in a 360, like an explosion. And it sets off ammo on, like, top-tier tanks. Tanks that it shouldn't even have any kind of business fighting. So, <laughs> that's why I call it, they, people make videos like, Ha, ah, watch me kill this top-tier tank with this fucking piece of shit. And uh, that's wow. why it's a meme tank. I have a question for you guys. Well, before you have, get to your question, 
I just uh-huh. want to say the most impressive part of that is how many times you said penetration without making a joke about it. That's right. I, That's man, the it, most times I've <laughs> penetrated without oh, having a joke. Man. Damn. Yeah, that is that, that's a record right there. It's a record. Yeah. I usually, you know, usually get on that kind of stuff. Uh, anywho, they, <laughs> the, my question, my question is, All right. is there ever been a weapon in a game, any game, or it doesn't have to be a game. Can you think of anything, game or otherwise, where it was like, well, if you've got this kind of cannon or this kind of weapon, it's just like instant win. Uh, far sight and, and uh, perfect dark. Mm, oh wow, Chris, that was fucking fast, nice. bro. But yes, yes, it's like and I, see I, through walls. It's like yeah. Oh man, you start getting you those conversations where it's like yeah, you know. Oh, of course you grab the noob tube, mm-hmm. and that's basically what yeah. this vehicle is to you know to the game. So I'm like, what other you know stuff have you seen where it's just like okay, well if you've got that thing, you just fucking win. Period. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think the biggest offender of that is probably MMOs because of their really? constant struggle balancing stuff. To be like, yeah, as long as you have the weapon, yeah, okay, all the bosses are a joke or something like that. It may not be as extreme as what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but they certainly have a huge issue dealing with that. Not- My mind is going all over the place now. Let Let's start off with Perfect Dark. Because <laughs> holy shit, yes. Okay. I I love Goldeneye. Goldeneye is on my wall. But there is no doubt that Perfect Dark is right fucking underneath it. That Perfect Dark has more to offer in the multiplayer aspect. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You can put fucking bots in that game. So the f- three of us and another person can play that game. And then you have, I think there was, I think there were like eight additional bots or was it eight? I think it was addition- eight total. It was, yeah, it was eight total. So four people, four bots four bots awesome and every bot can have a difficulty from from uh, i'm staring at the wall and twiddling my (laughs) lip to i can snipe you as soon as my barrel pops around the corner it's crazy i loved it but this this is almost like the early fucking buddings of 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 new new to fucking call of duty games because yeah you if you happen to not change it or you put a weapon set on that had that that uh, sniper, that's what everybody did. They just went and grabbed that, and you could set up all kind of elaborate traps and 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 be really good at running around. But they just shoot you through a wall, man. Okay. One shot, okay. you're dead. So so let, oh. let me. Uh, I haven't got an inkling of what the fuck you're talking about. Describe what this weapon mm-hmm. is. So it is essentially a. Was it actually a sniper rifle, or just was it considered a rifle? I guess technically, yeah, a sniper it, rifle would make sense. I think it could zoom in. Okay. I I could be wrong. And what was yeah. it called? Farsight. Farsight. Well, that would make so, sense as a sniper rifle. Yeah, so think about this. It's a sniper rifle. You pick it up. You put the sight to your eye. All of a sudden, you have a infrared-type vision uh, mm-hmm. that goes through walls. Oh, so God. So you can see everybody on the map as long as you look in their direction. So infrared slash x-ray vision. Yes. Do people look like skeletons and stuff? No, it's oh. like body heat. That's why I said more infrared. Oh, okay. So you're just using it. You pick this thing up, and then it doesn't matter what kind of cover they've got. You know where they are. Yes. Yep. And you hit them, and I'm pretty sure it's one shot kill no matter what. Yeah. But maybe it was two in the body, but Maybe should give you way. like two rounds for that damn thing. Even like, I think, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was one shot, because even fully shielded two bullets, you're down. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it was one shot, one kill. And it's it, it was such a positive for it. I mean, everybody wants to use it. It's awesome to use. It's cool as hell to see. Even like when you, when you see like a bot running backwards, because that's what those harder difficulties robots mm-hmm. can do. They'll just run backwards. But when you have that rifle and you zoom in and you snipe somebody through a fucking wall when they're running backwards, you're like, ah, ha, ha, see, yeah, yeah, but... It was also bad for me. It kind of slapped the taste out of that game a little bit because that's usually what they devolved into. I love playing the multiplayer maps where I don't remember the name of it, Adam, but there was a briefcase you could get. Uh-huh. And I want to say the briefcase didn't have like a primary fire or maybe it did. Maybe you could actually shoot bullets out of the out of the briefcase, but the alternate fire cuz if I think if I got this, if I remember right, Chris, every weapon had an alternate fire. I, th- I think uh, every weapon had one. I think so, yeah. Or maybe not, maybe majority of weapons had alternate fire. Anyway, w- one of the coolest weapons from that game, and, and for a long time for me, one of the coolest weapons, the secondary firing function of that briefcase is it would turn into a... Uh, a, a gun that you could plant anywhere a on the ceiling, on the floor, yeah. a turret, basically, yeah. And anybody that comes in the vicinity, they get shot. Oh, yeah. So you have your gun or pistol or rifle or shotgun or whatever, and you're bouncing through the level, and you're like, mm, I know a lot of people come through this area, or I know this is it. That's my favorite. This is a camp spot. Uh-huh. You just set the fucking turret there, and they come around the corner. Here I go to the camp. Oh, dead. <laughs> oh, I love that. That game had so many weapon and 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 and, and tactics like that. Yeah. But when it evolved down to up, oh, I I only lasted for thirty seconds because somebody sniped me through a wall. And God help you if you put the, if you gave them to the to the bots and put the bots <laughs> on like a, a other than harder difficulty. Oh my God. They're just you. You're not surviving. You're not yeah. moving very far because the bot will run backwards, pick up a gun, spin around, and shoot you one shot. You're dead. And when you load back in, the other three bots already have the rifle. So well, that sucks. <laughs> that kind of that kind of brings me on to the point of like how I look at like game balance. Uh-huh. Like if you if you're talking about a multiplayer game like that yeah you do need to kind of balance stuff depending on the the if you're going for a competitive multiplayer game and you look at something like a dota or a call of duty or a mm-hmm. uh battlefield or perfect dark in this example you don't you don't want to have that one weapon that's just you know a meme cannon and if you do have that meme cannon in there that's just like well this is by default the best fucking thing you could possibly get you want to kind of ration it you know what I mean? Yeah. There's only one of them that spawns on the map. There's only one. Of, but for single player games, I can't fucking stand that shit. I cannot stand it. If I'm playing a single player game, something like Skyrim, I want that game to be broken as fuck. <laughs> okay. That the thing about it is like uh, in Morrowind, you could like jack your stats up over a thousand. You know, they go from zero to a hundred. And you could have over a thousand in this thing. You could have tens of thousands, millions if you just felt like stacking it. You know, you plateaued at some point. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's like, that was fucking awesome. I love doing that shit. I loved being able to be like, okay, well, now I can one shot people with a punch. Now you see this yeah. giant, you see this ancient, like, God's weapon that weighs 10,000 pounds and there's no way you'd pick it up in real, you know, in, in reality. 
I love stealing that thing and then seeing the guard turn and be like, hey, you just stole that god hammer. I'm going to attack you, even though this is obviously a bad idea since you picked up that 10,000 pound hammer. You know, I didn't think this completely through. So if I play a single player game, I love to see stuff like that. I love it. I love for things to be broken just a bit, you know, just to have that power fantasy and go around smacking stuff or at least have the option for it. I kind of had that realization that I was guilty of that, actually. Uh, I was, I don't know if it was, it wasn't while I'm playing Dragon Quest. It was a different game. I'll have to go back and think about it. But I was like, man, at no point did I feel overpowered. And I'm like, that kind of sucks. I want to be overpowered. If I take the time to grind it out, Mm -hmm. I want to be overpowered. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if if I put effort into the single player experience that, you know, I'm not ruining anybody else's fun by flying around and launching nuclear weapons at every city I see. You know, I, I think that, you know, if you're going to have a single player game, it, it doesn't have to be easy to get. It doesn't have to be, you know, just laying around for anybody to get. But have the option there. Have the option for the mechanics to just go off into fuckery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody. I mean, if, if you imagine how Red Dead two is going to work on uh multiplayer mode you're probably not going to get dead eye yeah you know but you having it, dead eye during the single player time. game what's that you get it but it doesn't freeze time it probably just slows it down but i can't even imagine it how doesn't they even do slow that. It down it just uh it i'd have to go back and watch i think it helps you as long as you go over them it does the dot so you can get your when you let go of the button you get your insta hit mm-hmm. but you have to do it in real time i think it's more comparable to like how Fallout 76 is doing the uh, bats. The bats. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't slow it down, but it helps you get that hit. Yeah, I like to have Man. that. Uh, I like to have that. Um, that feeling of, and I'm completely fine with them nerfing it for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I like to have that power in single player. Does it make sense? Yeah. 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 I've been. I I want to stay on this powerful weapon thing because had a couple more come to mind. Go but for it. Really, really, really quick on the Red Dead Two thing. I am I remembering this incorrectly? Am I just flat out wrong? I thought that when I played Red Dead back in the day, mind you, this is years and years ago. The way the Dead Eye kind of thing worked was that you could highlight multiple people and then let it go. And he would shoot them all. You get that like, later. So there's four. Yeah, it evolves oh, okay. over time. Yeah. Okay, because that's what I'm looking for in Red Dead 2. And I'm like, all I pull it up, I can shoot. It slows down time enough where I can get pretty much a headshot on anybody relatively fast. But once I shoot that one bullet, it goes away. Yeah. I was like, I thought I thought this was different. This yep, is not evolves. what I remember. Well, the way it was is like you could stack up multiple shots. And uh, yeah. I think... I think now it's been a little while since I played it, but I think the way it started was just mousing over it and it put an X wherever they were and you could hit multiple people from the get go. You just, you know, you didn't have any control over where the bullets went. It just, you know, if you're trying to do it real quick, you might shoot a guy once in the arm, once in the chest, once in the other arm, and then you hit the other guy. Uh, And then later on, as you got better, it would start like sticking to vital points. Like you could one in the arm and then intentionally one in the head and then over to the next guy, you hit him in the chest and then intentionally in the head, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. I think that's how it worked. And that's essentially how it works then too. You, you have, at first it's pretty much useless and then you get that hovering and it just highlights like 20 X's if you leave it on them long enough, you know, and then it'll yeah. go off and then you get, okay, well I want it here. I want it here. I want it here. 
and then your precision selections are uh, shot. Mm-hmm. So when you when you were asking us and um, and the audience as well, you're all part of this. The the question of if you found a weapon that you know pretty much changed the game, etc. What what is the outcome of getting that weapon that you're that you're looking for? So I can narrow down my idea of of weapons to to offer something that's just it's overpowered, kind of broken, not necessarily completely mm-hmm. broken, but mm-hmm. it's just like. If you were going to see weird, uh, if you're going to see funny clips on the internet, you know, you know, 10 second gifts and, you know, little collages of retarded things. Well, there you go. I said it. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. Audience. So Adam has said <laughs> I, a word that he didn't little mean clips to. That's of, one for uh, the swear jar. Yep. Yep. Uh, little clips of, you know, funny things happening. Okay. Th- that well, kind of I- weapon would be used. I went by I, I like that first one yeah, works really well. Yeah. Uh the now mind you that's only it's only hindered by the fact that you don't get an infinite ammo right away, but I was thinking the rocket launcher from Resident Evil 1. That's when you get that bitch it's like shit, everything's dying. Everything dies really quick and really easy. But I was thinking for you Adam, uh I have an answer for you Uh-oh. that you would probably say is one, but the table t- but the discussion of of whether it is or not because of the 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 fucking mega buster that you got in uh dead d- dead dead rising red dead yes yeah what do you, that thing was you, awesome you think that would call oh it definitely but would see, it's because it's a game changer it's just like as soon as you pick it up it's like okay two hundred zombies meh <laughs> I'm gonna <yeah>. clear <laughs> a path straight through them so, right but. My question is why if it if it fits or not because you have to do a shit ton of work to get that thing. Oh yeah. I mean even if it's a special point, even if it's a special weapon. I didn't have like super criteria when I thought of this. But it took a yeah. lot of work for me to get that thing in uh, War Thunder too. It took a whole lot of work. Yeah. I I played yeah. about uh in hour long sessions it took me about two sessions a night to uh to get my achievement for the day and yeah so that you know and that was with me intentionally going out and trying to get the achievements i'm like okay let me just you ever gone through a game and you're trying to get assists in any game you know how hard it is to not kill somebody but to cripple them (laughs) that's you shooting to wound is like a whole lot harder than shooting to kill it's like oh i could kill you but i don't want to i just want to cripple you to where you can't attack me back and leave you there like completely and utterly uh disabled and yet i'm thinking of battlefield and well actually i'm thinking mainly of titanfall where you just gotta clip people and then bam you 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 get assist points and it makes me feel good because i suck at first person shooters so at least i got to help somebody that's why i like how uh destiny 2 it went to a KDA versus just a KD because I will get like 30 assists in a match. Mm-hmm. I may only have four kills, but I contributed to 26 or 30 others, depending on how assists function. I contributed to at least like 26 others die. Yeah. And especially for, uh, man, I can't, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. I don't actually know if Battlefield 3 and Bad Company 2 and all of them have assists. I feel like they do. I feel like you, if not, you should. I mean, if 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 you're in a tank and you're killing enemies 
and I'm repairing your tank because you're getting hit, that should be assist points like hell for me. Yeah, that's usually Man, not I, called like straight assist. That's usually something specific to that. Yeah, assist there's or, something you get. Yeah, it depends on the game. I'm trying to think of what it was uh, I was watching not too long ago uh, where someone was driving the vehicle, but then the person, you know, the gunner gets the kills, but the driver also, Halo does that. And that's a older example. Yeah. You get the, uh, even on like splatters, the gunner gets a thing just for being in the vehicle, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I can't, I can't actually tell if I'm getting Titanfall and Battlefield confused or if I'm just, uh, I, I, I feel like. thing to get confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I remember there being assist points. I remember you getting points for assisting, and I I can't remember if it's Titanfall or Battlefield, or maybe both. You got points for assist in, in Battlefield. They would give you the it's a hundred points for a kill, and you'd get X amount of points for if you got the assist. Like you get ninety points assist, ninety nine points. Okay, Those are the so most assholeish ones. Get ninety nine okay. point assist, and you just curse. Yeah. Oh yes, God! I remember that now. Oh, that's what triggered it. The fucking oh man, I almost killed him. Mm-hmm. I was right there. Ah, oh. but at least you got points for it, though. I remember our. Let's see, was it one? No, it was Titanfall Two. Okay, have either one of you two played Titanfall Two? I nope. have not. Neither of you have. Nope. Okay, let me tell you now. Let me tell you both now. Titanfall is a damn fucking good game it is a damn good first person shooter titanfall 2 is even better they went balls to the wall with the solo campaign in titanfall that's 2, what i've heard and yeah. they just and they just up the gameplay of the multiplayer it is so awesome on so many levels it's so fun okay let me, let me make this clear for adam because adam can uh, well you both can but adam uh, adam was the one that brought me in a battlefield mm-hmm. you remember me telling you how i try to convince my friends to play battlefield and i said here's how the fuck you need to think about this game instead of just playing call of duty where we're running around on foot and shooting people with guns and rifles and shotguns and maybe shooting a rocket at something in the air it's now you're running on foot. Somebody else is running on foot. Somebody else is in a tank. Somebody else is in a Jeep. Somebody's in the back of that Jeep on a Gatling gun. Somebody else is in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is in a jet. Somebody is in a water-based tank driving around the perimeter. There's weapons involved. I mean, there, there's uh, there's uh, vehicles involved. And that dynamic adds so much to that gameplay. Yeah. When I sell that to people... The way that I try to sell Titanfall is the same fucking way. It's fucking awesome to be running around on foot, but you also have double jumping and you also have wall climbing and raw grinding and is a kinetic first person shooter. It's even better when you stand by for Titanfall. When you summon that fucking mech and you're, you're watching your timer go down and you're like, yep. In about five seconds, my Titan's going to hit this ground, and I'm going to start wrecking so it's shit. Kinda, it's kind of like a combination of the killstreak bonuses from uh, from Call of Duty mixed with the yes. vehicle combat of Battlefield. Yes. This is what you're saying. So so the way that it worked, and forgive me, audience, if I'm getting the details, it unfortunately has been too long since I even played Titanfall 2, but when you start the match and you're running around, there comes a point where you can eventually just call one in. 
but the more kills you get the more assists you get the the better the the more points you rack up for yourself at one either lets you get to that timer faster and or two it makes that timer go down even faster i think the standard is like two minutes so when you can summon a titan it's going to take two minutes for it to get there mm -hmm. but you get a kill that just shaved off 20 seconds you get another kill shade off for another 20 seconds etc etc you can kill so many people that your titanfall drops your titan drops there's that there's a fact that okay it would seem obvious chris if i am in a 50 foot titan if i'm in a 50 foot mech with a giant gatling gun on one arm and a giant fist on the other I will walk over you and kill you. Mm -hmm. That seems obvious. That's like, duh. Okay, well, where's the fucking combat then? I just got to get a Titan and I wreak havoc and the game's over. No, you don't. Because one, again, the pilots are... 10 times as mobile as a as a as a titan so even though a titan can like one shot a person or just step on them you gotta catch me motherfucker yeah. for one and second you're in a titan you're in a 50 foot tall mechanical iron case and i'm on foot but everybody everybody i don't i think they either already have it equipped or you can equip basically some kind of titan dropping something a rocket launcher a super quick grenade launching system something if i'm on foot and you're in a titan it is almost an equal fight i have you on mobility and i can still attack you you have me on sheer damage yeah so it's it's so fucking awesome how good this game was and it's so sad that it did not get the 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 money or the 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 backing that it, that I feel it should have because both of them kind of came and went unfortunately the reason why I'm even talking about this is because there is a pistol in Titanfall two actually I think it was it may have even started in Titanfall one I think it was on both I yeah I forget the name of it it's 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 some kind of special pistol it actually has a name but you pull up you pull up the pistol and it has like a little radar on top of it anybody that gets in that radar is marked smart the minute pistol. you let go smart pistol thank you chris the minute you let go of that trigger they all get shot and i want to say most of them are all one shot one kill Damn. i want to say yeah yeah it is something that in the campaign you get later and it's a prominent story reason why you get it but you can also get at you can also get that in the in the multiplayer faction, and it takes I think there's like ammo that you have to pick up or whatnot. You can't use it infinitely, but that I realize this is a twenty minute sell on the five second freaking <laughs> smart pistol, but it it, it it honestly does. It's a Greek tragedy that Titanfall didn't get the praise it deserved because it has a lot going for it. The Titan aspect of it. Is just like the vehicle combat selling point to me in Battlefield. It's just it adds another dynamic that makes it fun. Yeah. And even if you're, if for some reason you're like, I don't know, man, walking around in a bunch of mechs seems like you. Okay, so I'm walking around on foot, or I'm walking around on foot in a mech. What's the difference? A fucking mile, because Titans can only do so much. They have some boost, but that boost runs out. If I'm running on foot, I can wall grind and double jump my ass to victory all over you and you can't touch me yeah. so uh, I, I was interested yeah. in titanfall until i found out that the first one didn't have a campaign a, a real campaign um i know yeah, it has the, little the, uh, like almost tutorial like missions i guess yeah. it would be yeah so 
You know what? The it, way that it. You know what other game like, didn't had a multiplayer facet that was fucking awesome, but didn't have a campaign. Mm. Chrome Hounds. Oh God! You got had nothing but those little tutorial missions. They're like, oh, this oh. is what that's for, and this is what that's for, and it had the most robust and fucking awesome goddamn multiplayer you've ever fucking Let me seen. Put 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 a pin in that for a second, because I'm gonna I'm gonna r- tell the audience how you ruined our friendship over that game. But, <laughs> so tight. Wow. <laughs> so so so. Titanfall one, Chris. The way that that worked, I and and again, I'm sorry if I'm wrong on the details specifically, but the 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 campaign was told through the multiplayer. So when you would go to a map, it oh, was almost right. like yeah, it was almost like going through. Uh, if either one of you two have played like Unreal Tournament, mm-hmm. any games like that. Where it's okay, there's an objective in the map, and yes, you want to kill people, but your main thing is you want to do the objective. That's pretty much how Titanfall 1 worked. So they worked in the narrative of like, hey, we're going into this map, here's what we need to do and why, and then as you're playing the multiplayer map and killing people, you're doing these objectives. And as the more things you're doing, they'd add a little bit more narrative, a little bit more narrative. And then the you do the thing or you kill enough people and the match would end and they drop the more narrative and the, then they close it out going, all right, we did our mission. Time to go. Uh, looks like we got to go this place and do this thing, which would be another map. So I, I agree. It's very, very shaky how the story, quote unquote, the, and I'm saying big quote, story of Titanfall 1 was told. Titanfall 2, they took all that with one big arm and wiped all that shit away. Yeah. They said, nope, we want a multiplayer faction where it's fun and engaging and arcadey and fun, but we will have a single player campaign, and it is fucking good. That's what it's they did with so the first good. Battlefield, too, or Battlefield Bad Company. Yeah, do you yeah. Know, <laughs> they learned their lesson. Do you know if the Titanfall campaigns uh, tie together or is two playable by itself? Uh, two's playable by itself, bro, okay. completely. If if you, I would go so far as to say if you want to jump into a Titanfall and you just want to play it to find out, you don't have to play Titanfall 1. It'll help you out. You'll get some more familiar controls, but Titanfall 2 pretty much all the way standalone you'll be just fine all right chrome hounds oh so yes. this motherfucker named adam <laughs> what sells me for like f- fucking five and a half weeks on this awesome fucking met game how great it is and here's all the little details of why the multiplayer works this way and this is what the gameplay is like and yada 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 Chrome Hounds. I, I told. I, I'm pretty sure I told you before we even got started you did. talking about it. You did. I, I, I'm really joking I, at I his was, expense. I was really, really sad about that for yeah. the longest. Uh, Adam, you because you played the game. I unfortunately did not. Why don't you tell the audience the fucking the the, the rundown of Chrome Hounds? Chris, do you ever play Chrome Hounds? I've seen it played, but I don't think I ever had hands on with it. Okay. I'm even at, even he's got more than me. Yep, and that is, ooh. Uh, so basically, this is the way it worked. You had a, the single player was garbage. It was just a series of uh, little side missions against crappy AI, and uh, they basically gave you the different mech types. There's one one or two little side missions for each of the mech types, and that's all you can play now. 
and I'll get to that in a second. But here's the base concept. You fight, you buy parts. It's just like, imagine Armored Core, except there are no restrictions. It Things overweight, well then it's going to move like shit, or not at all. If yeah. the thing is uh, underpowered, you know, you're going to have problems with this or that or the other. Your weapons are your cameras, so you need to have a couple on there. So, you pick the type of body you want, the type of legs, the type of arms, if any, uh, the type of weapons, defensive systems, all that kind of stuff. And they each, and it wasn't like, a, it was like an armored core level of selection. Mm-hmm. Then you take it out and you fight. Yeah. You take it out and you fight. And, you know, the easy way to kill somebody was to knock, hit them once in the generator solidly and their whole damn thing explodes. <laughs> but you could individually disable their legs, their arms, their uh, individual weapons. You know, you could snipe and hit certain things if you wanted to. They had uh, both kinetic and chemical damage. Uh, there were all kinds of little things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that missiles that locked onto heat sources. So if you built your mech a certain way, the IR signature would be lower and you'd be less likely to hit by missiles and all kinds of little factors. The things moved like tanks. They didn't move like Armored Core where it's all fast and flashy and you're trying to, you know, uh, it's all control. It's all stick. No, they, stick was a, a big part of it. You wanted to make sure you were decent at shooting, but the main premise was tactics. Yeah. You were walking around. Was in the- a, what's that? The the gameplay was it first person shooter behind the mech shooter over the shoulder like what are we yeah, talking? Yeah, you could alternate between uh, there were the gun oh. the gun cameras and the third person, but you needed to be in a gun camera to accurately shoot your guns. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, unless you were point blank, point blank, it didn't oh, matter. Man, God, this game sounds <clears throat> so good. Most combat took place at long ranges. You'd see somebody on a hillside and like. Just fire off a barrage of artillery shells and watch the entire hillside just do 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 do. Wow. You know? Now, yeah. if it go, oh, go ahead. So, uh, you, and these maps were huge. And to top it all off, you fought in this thing called the Neuromus War, which was always going on. And you fought, the maps you played were depending on where you were in the war. If your team, you pick at the beginning of the war, you were given a side and you would fight, you know, and the aggregate winners and losers of that thing meant that the territory was captured or, you know, you won it. Mm-hmm. So you either lose the territory or you win it and you push forward until you get to their capital. Yeah. And yeah, I, got, I think there was some kind of little bonus for winning uh, that you get like extra money for extra parts or something like that. In, in any event, you got this game where you can there's a, there's a, it's a, it's robust mech customizable combat. I'm sold. I'm sold beyond soling, but being sold. If you audience right now are hearing this and going hot shit, this game looks good. Let me go to my Amazon. I just go, just go ahead and stop you right now. <laughs> just go ahead and let you know. Yep. Because this game was released. Oh, go ahead, Adam. Uh, go ahead. That game came out for the. Xbox 360, it was one of, I want to say it was close to launch when it came out. And they shut them fucking servers down. You can no longer play the meat of that game anymore. Yeah, that's that's so bad, man. Oh, 2006. That, yep. I, I went out on my own even having this knowledge. This was, ah, uh, man, this is probably like 2010, 2011. This is early, early Michael Adam days. And I bought it anyway. 
I went ahead and bought the damn thing. I said, well, hell, at least I can play some kind of solo thing. And it was like, nah, man, it's, there is no solo thing. It's basically the, the five or six little tutorial. This is how you play the game. It's just enough to show you an idea of, of what you're going to be getting into. And that's it. Nothing else. So, yeah. I fucking hate it, man. And I keep it, it looking was so on Steam awesome. for You'd games. You see these that, weird designs. Like, people would make, like, uh, they'd spread their entire mech out, like, uh, horizontally, so the thing is like super wide and couldn't go between buildings, you know, if they were on a city map. And some people built them super tall vertically, and you know, some people had them in weird situations, like they put their, uh, their, their generator was like sticking up into the right and it was covered in armor. And it, you could build the mech however you wanted. They were like, uh, it was like an erector set, the pieces latched on however you wanted them to. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was basically build your own mech, you know, however yeah. you want to. And it was, oh, it was so good. So good to see. I, I had all, I had my little go-to combinations. I had a uh, mech that did not have any offensive armament on it at all. But I killed so many people with it. <laughs> the only thing I did was I'd run up and I had smoke launchers in 360 degrees around the damn uh, mech. And I'd, I'd zoom up to them using my speed because I used the hover legs and I was really, really fast and I didn't have a bunch of weapons. So I didn't get weighed down. I didn't need a big generator to activate it all. I'd speed up to them as fast as possible and they would think I was about to melee them. So they would turn towards me and like, you know, try to put their shielded part towards me, you know, thinking, oh, he's just one of those melee guys that runs up and melees you. Nope. I'd run at him. I'd pop the smoke. And when I popped the smoke, I had it simultaneously set up to start shitting mines 360 degrees <laughs> and then i'd back off and they'd go to walk out of the smoke and boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> i'm struggling That's good really hard to try to think of a mech game i heard about not too long ago because i know there's BattleTech, and i don't know what kind of customization you can do that but it's more of a turn-based xcom-ish mech mech game mm-hmm. but there was supposed yeah. to be another mech game recently that was more of the armored core type of mech game. Again, don't uh, know what kind of customization it had, but there was a guy, an independent developer, who was Steam green, greenlit for a little while, making a game called MAV. That's not. Uh, it was supposed to be the spiritual successor to Chrome Hounds, is how he phrased it, and uh, it, yeah. it, to a large extent, it is. Uh, but I don't know if he ever captured the the original feeling or not. I haven't checked on it in a while. I did buy it. So I'm probably he pulled his game off Steam for some reason or another a couple of years back, and I haven't checked on it since. It might be a good idea to check on it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep definitely keep your eye out, Chris, if you happen to find out what that is or any any. I I am all about shit like that. I I I, I can't be the only one here. I'm waiting for the game that comes out that is what Chrome Hounds was. Take time. Not you don't have to do this for like a fucking month, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out how to do this. But here's here's mech, here's a core, here's legs, here's fins, here's flyers, here's all these parts. Customize this mech how you want to, and of course, as you get better, you will unlock currency or just unlock other parts. Build your mech, customize your mech. You got it, good. Take it out to the field. You and seven other people go death battle, fight it out, death battle. Go mm-hmm. for it. Ah, uh, I want that so bad, and I keep getting 
snip I get games that have snippets of it there. Well, we have mechs, but it's mainly like flying in space. No, that don't count. Well, we have <laughs> we have a mech combat. Okay, cool. But but you can't customize it. You just pick from these twenty. Nope, nope. That's not it either. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I think oh. it was a dropped frames episode, and in, in like the last two weeks. But I didn't really take much note of it. But yeah, it sounds like you got some homework. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was, and I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this one. There was a game that I played for a good while, and it 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 fit the latter bill of what I was talking about just a second ago, where it was it it's it's actually first person shooter mech combat. However, you have you know a, a core like five or ten mechs that you pick from, like mech and you can customize them. Uh, it's kind of like Mech Warrior. I, I'd have to go. I'd have to do some research as well to find the name of it. But I played it for a while. It had a it had a fairly strong uh. Uh, multiplayer base uh, online. It was it was it was pretty good, and you could customize your mech a little bit, like mainly for cosmetic though, not for uh, not for actual stats or anything. But even then, your customization was kind of limited. So it just it, I had fun for a while, a good month or so, and then kind of just petered off of it. I, the guys I, who made FTL also made a mech game. It's I know it's turn based and like, into it's the like breach. A, yeah, it's like a grid-based kind of thing. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I don't know if there's customization yeah. or not, but it looked really cool. That I think Into the Breach won like some Game of the Year awards and stuff. It's got a lot of recognition this year for sure. Or last it was year, a, for sure. Uh, yeah, it was one of the indie nominees, I believe. Yep, they using all that FTL uh, money to good effect. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I uh, couldn't so really get at, into the graphical layout of it. I don't like the. UI to the game. Yeah, that's what has thrown me off from getting like running out and getting it. I do have it on my Steam wish list now just because, you know, again, it was highly talked about at the Game Awards and yada yada yada, but and not just the Game Awards, like Giant Bomb brought it up in theirs. I I I've heard nothing from what I have heard about the game. I've heard nothing but good things. But every time I see that art style and the view and everything, it's just eh, I don't know. I get verbally sold on it more than I get the visual. So, uh, so we spent a good two and a half hours talking about stuff. Uh, so, so your week, uh, Adam, you were saying, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, we I love it. I, I love when weeks <laughs> spin off. I love it. All right. Uh, the only other thing I had is it's new anime season again. We're starting to see the new stuff come in. Um, uh, mm-hmm. got a one that I've kind of keyed in on as being pretty good is one called Boogie Pop. And Boogie Pop Phantom? Yeah. Yeah, and I heard about that. And it's uh, it's pretty damn good so far. Very interesting. Uh, first three episodes are out. It's got, i got to say, I'm liking it so far. So, uh, I don't want to go too far into detail about what it's about because I don't completely understand it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, It happens. It happens. So, I mean, right now it seems like we're covering the same period of time but from different perspectives. And yeah. there's a lot of uh, individual things that are popping up, and they're being really cool. So I'm in. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'll have more to come whenever I can finally wrap my head around what exactly it's trying to convey. Yeah. Uh, and I did find on my end. I found the Matt game that I was talking about. It's called Hawken. H a w k e n. Hawken. And yeah, and it's. You know, it's it's just like I described. It's first person shooter. You may be able to do third person as well. I can't remember. 
I think that's the option because it was it was pretty cool. Whenever you could, uh, you had you could the more matches you won, you could unlock currency. The currency un- lets you unlock more customization, and some of them have some physical like changes. Like instead of there were these big gigantic like mammoth mech kind of things, and you could either have big arms or you could have these two big fins behind you that acted like shields. So you had some pretty visual visually distinctive uh components added to or modified on your mech but it was all cosmetic it was was always ever cosmetic and at the time that i played it i i want to say the game had already been officially released i can't i can't really recall but even for me it just it just didn't seem like there was enough like you could pick of you could pick the big fins if you want to but now your only option is you could change the colors okay so i wanted more lay out your criteria what what does it got to be? Okay. Is it got to be? It's got to have customization. It's got to be a mech yes. game. Yes. And it's got to be multiplayer. Multiplayer. It's, it's it. It would be nice. I mean, I I'd, I'd like it to go. This would be something for all three of us to put our put our fucking dice in. But I I I like it when a game lets you customize. But I don't like it to where it goes like fucking twenty components down. Like, if they said, okay, your right arm, customize your right arm. Okay, I mean that as far as control the armor that you want to put on it. How, you know, what type of armor? Do you want it, like, light-based, heavy-based, whatever? And control and and modify the weapons. Do you want one gun, two guns? Do you want, like, a, a row of four grenades? What I don't want is, okay... If you go four inches down from his shoulder, that is the piston two ramshaft. Which <laughs> piston two ramshaft do you want? Because that's in turn going to affect the bi-stabled uh, f- uh, filler piston tube that's next to it. And if you don't put that right number in, then the then the steam jack manifold behind it's going to. Me- I don't want all that. That's that's too much for me. You don't want to build a car. You just want to install a radio. Precisely. But at the same time, when I can pick these different attributes or these these different parts, I'd like to be able to customize them to a degree. You know, I'd like to have I'd like to have 14 different types of arms instead of just three. You want like heavier or or, or tank, you know, I want to say I also like color customizations. Yeah, it wasn't like like individual pieces and parts, but it was like, okay, you can't walk and do this at the same time. Right. Because walking consumes right. energy. <laughs> so you need yeah. to pick one. And uh, you could be in such I mean, a low it, power state that, you know, it's like you're using everything to walk. And then yeah. when you if stop, it, you know, you can use your guns or whatever. If it makes sense, like if the game makes it make sense, like, dude, you're not going to be able to walk. You only put one leg. Think about it. But if it's I, if I'm having to break out a fucking calculator and do trigonometry to make this shit function, I'm a, I'm out. I'm totally out. <laughs> that is for an audience, and I put my hat off to you. That's your type of game, but that's way out of that's, that's too much shit for me. I want to take some time and and really trick out and customize my mech and throw that bad boy in the battle. Learn what lessons I need to learn. Learn what I need to change, and then go modify it later again. Or you know, get 20, 30 matches out. Before before I have to. Okay, so let know? me let me ask you a question. Is do you want would Gran Turismo level modifications be okay? Or is Gran Turismo a bridge too far? I pa- I passed the question to Chris. But it's your um, opinion I'm asking for. 
Right, but let, let me play interpreter for a moment, okay. if I can. Um, I think it would be just a smidge too far. Just a smidge. Hmm. That, that's what I think. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I honestly haven't. Well, I mean, I I figured you know Chris could give his opinion too. I mean, you know, oh, this yeah, is what I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm sure you like mech games as well. So, but yeah, I've I, really been looking at BattleTech. Yeah, I, I I forget who I heard talk about that recently, but it's like I think it was Razor Fist, which he's all about that shit anyway. But he uh, apparently it's supposed to be a pretty good version, pretty good game or iteration of the of the BattleTech video game franchise. I haven't played a Gran Turismo in so long. I think the last one I played, honestly, Adam, was back in 2000 or whatever, whenever Gran Turismo came out for the PlayStation Two, and even then. Uh, it, it, it because I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a vehicle mechanic. It was some of that stuff was out of my league. I I would have to start looking for tool tips and visual tips on what the fuck I was building. So I think I think a better way to explain what I'm looking for. I want 25% build, customize, homework, study, get your shit right, mech. The other 75% go out and fucking use your mech. You know. I, I I don't want to spend the majority of the game in the mechanic shop tinkering these very minute, you know, fucking mechanics and then go spend five seconds in a battle and go, oh, well, you didn't have enough fucking diplex or manifold pump power to, to handle that thing, so your slipper fell. It's like, ah, you see, Jesus. That's not how I played Gran Turismo. I mean, let me t- give you a little Gran Turismo story here. All right. Please do. This is uh 2005. I'm in Korea. All right. Diddle, 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 diddle. And uh, I'm sitting in. I, I'm in Korea, and I'm Grand Turismo. I want to say four or one of the damn Grand Turismo's came out, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm getting this thing." Whichever one was for PS2, and uh, they had a new thing in there called the endurance races. Okay, me being the guy I am, I didn't pay attention to gear ratios and the exact temperature of the tires and all this other crap. So I took a Chevy Stingray and I just kitted the damn thing out to go till the miles per hour were like at the top. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I put this thing on an endurance race and I would go to work and let the endurance race run. I turn the TV off, let the PlayStation run and let the car auto drive. And let me tell you, if you let them auto drive, they don't take pit stops. (laughs) <laughs> so what would inevitably happen is that I would pick this one race and they had this one huge straightaway. Half the track was a straightaway. The other half was twisties. This car could mm-hmm. not do twisties for shit. <laughs> okay. And it d- couldn't break because the tires would get too worn down. The only way it could corner is to have like the softest tires possible. So they would degrade hella fast. And as soon as they degraded, it was like the car was driving on ice. But this car was capable of going 250 fucking miles an hour. (laughs) So what would happen is I would be losing, 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 hit the straightaway. I'm first. And then the guy shut. You see the computer slam on the brakes, the emergency brake, fucking parachute. Driver bails out of the car (laughs) and slams into the wall at the end of the track straight through the sand and bursts into flames. No, it didn't because they didn't model that. So I took advantage of it. (laughs) Slams into this wall and goes to zero. Then it backs up at like six miles an hour and you see the guy like spinning out in the fucking sand and he trots his ass back onto the track in like 45 seconds. And then he zooms around the corner, slams into the wall, zooms into the corner, slams in the wall. 
Makes his way back to the straightaway, <laughs> back in the first place, baby. <laughs> and over time, that's I would, how I race. And until I, I would build up a lead because this thing is like 250 fucking laps. And over wow. the eight hour workday, I just let this some bitch run, and I'd win these massive amounts of money for more cars and upgrades and stuff. And uh, so yeah, that's how that's how I played Gran Turismo. So you're a cheesy bastard, is what you're saying? What I'm saying is that's I didn't go mean. into like the ump degree on the customer. I went. I would spend enough time in the garage to be like, yep, I want top speed, top speed, top speed, top speed, top speed. Set all the gear max, set all the gear ratios to max. Yep, good. Golden. Done. And, uh. Yeah, Gran Turismo is why I suck at modern racing games more often than not. Because in Gran Turismo, I just rode the wall around corners. That's fine. <laughs> the only There's other. No damage. The only other racing game I played actually had realistic damage to a degree. And that was uh, mm. Need for Speed Pro Street, I want to say. It was like the mm. one Need for Speed that wasn't like uh, street racing. It was like legal street racing. And I just remember my main thing was I would use other cars as brakes. I would like gently oh. get up behind them. And as they tried to slow down, I would let them brake me. And I would send yeah. them careening off into the wall and turn using the stopping they had they'd given me. <laughs> and uh i won all my races in like the third lap it'd be like a t- 12 lap race but i won it because i killed all the other cars by sending them head first into the wall and their car explodes <laughs> yep i've done that too that is like the most satisfying feeling to watch them did not finish <laughs> as you see their car very small very small side tangent uh adam were you finished with your week oh yeah uh, before we move, before I, I want to pass on to Chris, but uh, also Chris, a little behind the curtain for you and for the audience as well. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the situation. For those that haven't already heard me say this, I have two big TVs in my living room. Well, on one of these TVs, I have a recording uh, session going on. On the other one, I don't have anything. I just have the wallpaper going rotation, rotating all through the, the hundreds of thousands of wallpapers I have. I'm now looking at probably the fifth. Chris, uh, God of War wallpaper <laughs> that is from me just taking screenshots of God of War, and I'm like, oh, you really want me to fucking? <laughs> well, you took what, like 250? Yeah, took a lot of them. You posted a lot, a lot to Facebook, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I, uh, I, yeah, every. Almost every story part that popped up, I took like five, ten different pictures. Mm. I mean, I can't. That game is fucking gorgeous, <laughs> though. It's not my fault. What does yeah. suck? I don't know why it is this way. I'd have to have to go check out the program itself. But uh, I don't know if you do. You have you taken any pictures in with your PS4 uh, uh, Pro for games or anything like that? Okay, <laughs> well. Something that's weird is that when you take a picture or a screenshot in the game, unless I'm just using uh, God of War as, as an example, I had, because it was on a PS4 Pro, again, I'm not saying this shit to brag, it's just somebody said it best, uh, if you're going to spend the money, might as well fucking get what you can. I have a PS4 now because I had to buy a second PS4. Yeah, well, I don't know why I'm justifying this, but anyway, <laughs> when you play, I played God of War, on a PS4 Pro. Me too. As such, I had the highest definition, resolution, etc., yada, yada, turned on in that game. And it tells you a message whenever you go to, 
I don't remember if it tells you when you're saving it or when you're trying to edit it and post it or whatever, but it tells you that, hey, you took this screenshot while this game was in its most highest definition mode. This picture is going to look different when you actually go to post it, edit it, whatever. And it, it does. I could take a screenshot and god of war like uh, an example when kratos was walking back into the house and it, it shows his back with all his weapons and all that and the screenshot that i could mess with looked like saturated i don't know why that is i think the game even i think it the message even tells you a reason why but that's such a weird thing hmm. you know like hey t hey take a screenshot but hey just so you know the screenshot's gonna look different the coloring is yeah. going to be off, lighter, darker, saturated. Somehow, I don't I know. I wonder if that's something you can adjust. I I hope so. And if it does, I'd like to. I'd love to know, audience. If you happen to know off the top of your head, if you've already dealt with that, please let me know. Because it don't put it past me to go back through God of War and take <laughs> three hundred fucking pictures again. Especially if the pictures are going to look the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh no, twist my hand. I got to play God of War again. Oh no. Yep. Well, you just wait till the new game plus comes out soon, and then you can do that. See, I thought, one new, stone. I thought new game plus was already out. Wasn't I that back, so in, too. back in November? I don't know. I, I, even if it doesn't, of course, I'll go back through God of War. Yeah. Come on. I just read a I blog post like last week, I think it was, saying, hey, uh, we're, you know, excited to get this out to you soon or whatever, or eventually whatever their verbiage was. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I thought it already was. I checked the date. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is from today. Chris, you've had a week, I'm assuming, because you're here. Yeah. Tell us about it. All right. So I have one game to talk about. And I've put Persona 5. Oh. Nope. I've put 29 <laughs> hours into it since we last talked. And that is Dragon Quest Eleven. And this game is such a roller coaster. There are so many times where I'm like, man, this is just, this is some serious stuff. It, it the game gets downright emotional uh over and over has these moments where you're you know feeling for the characters and you know feeling sad with the characters and stuff and this is a game that it looks like it's for kids but it is not this is not a kids game um i realized that very early on in the game uh some character said something or did something and i was like okay yep not a kids game but it's reinforced throughout it by things that happen uh serious things that happen but then there's also side stuff that is it is what it is uh you know that it, akira toriyama work artwork can do that man it, it can look like it's kitty but this is still dragon quest folks yeah it's and i feel like the game suffers a bit because they're pretty much i, I want to say pretty much but i think every single anime name in the game is a pun of some type like there's uh uh not really a spoiler but there is a section of the game where enemies are gold and they're they don't have gold in the name or some of them will but others will have like guild like g-y-l-d so it's a play on the word gold mm -hmm. and it'll be you know it'll make sense when you read it and it's like oh yeah they're making a gold reference there are enemies that they literally look like what their name is. That's how they, you know, name them. Is they're like, hey, let's design this, you know, enemy type. Okay, they're going to have these names. Yeah. I think the only ones that don't have puns are like the slimes, which are the little mascot of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
it's like, yeah, everything's all funny. There's so many things you have the, what I still haven't fully figured out the puff puff thing, um, which is again, not a child, uh, friendly thing. No, no, not at all. Um, but then the story is so serious, so emotional and so good at times. Uh, I say at times because it does have its lulls, but as you get into the later game, like I want to say probably 10 hours in or so is when it really started picking up. But then at like the 20 hour mark, I'm like, okay, I want to see this through now. I want to get to the end of this. I want to know what's going to happen. And this is one of those games where I was like, okay, I'm almost done with the game. I'm at like 20 something hours. I'm like, okay, I'm going here to do this thing. And that's, I should be fighting the boss here. And then I'm done. And it's like, no, no, this is only like the halfway mark. Hmm. That's not, that's not what I was expecting. And it just keeps bringing you in and bringing you in. Yeah, but there are, there are so many moments uh, in this game. And I keep thinking, like I was saying, I'm almost done. After that first moment I was talking about, the game, it kind of resets part of uh, your abilities you've unlocked and whatnot. So you're going back and this, you're like, all right, I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to be good. And it's like, all right, I'm going here. I'm going to fight the boss. I'm going to be done with the game. Nope. Okay, I'll do a little bit more. Okay, mm -hmm. a little bit more. Now I finally think I'm actually near the end of the game. Huh. And then earlier I look online uh, because I always, I'm, I'm, I'm debating on if I'm going to 100% this or not. So yeah. I looked on uh, true achievements or true Steam achievements, Steam version of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, what are people reporting for the hours? The lowest number of hours someone has reported for how long it took to 100% the game was a hundred hours. Wow. And I'm like, um, okay. That's like well, see, persona level mm. of hours. See, th this is, this is curious to me because you said, you said you got a, what, 20, 25, 26 hours in so far? This week I put 29 hours in. I'm at 46 hours total. Wow. O okay. Okay. So you should okay. be at that about 46% going by that metric. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I thought I the the gist I was getting from people is like, look, people were asking for a, like an eighty plus hour RPG, a good old classic eighty plus hour RPG. That's what this is. So I don't know if you're flying through the game or maybe there's more beyond what where you're at now. Maybe but, you missed like some side thing that you can do. Or, or yeah, I was I was thinking maybe that's what it is. Maybe that maybe the trophies are just manageable enough, just approachable enough that people are just knocking out other stuff. But I've heard too many people tout this as like an eighty to ninety plus hour RPG, which See, is I never great. heard that, so I had no idea. <laughs> I heard it's I heard it's a long haul. So, but I'm and I read something. I'm not gonna say what it is because it, it was a spoiler for me. I and I'm I'm a little concerned that I'm. Not as far as I think I am, based on that possible spoiler, because mm -hmm. I I didn't read into how they defined what they did, what they were talking yeah. about as far as organizing the game and stuff. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, but I could only be like sixty percent through the game. Yeah, so you're basically saying that you got like a Metal Gear Five, but you put on you. No clue, never played it. Okay, so so <laughs> let me just go off. Into the, this is what happened to me. Oh, I'm trying oh, no. to I'm trying to explain. <laughs> Oh, spoiler-free, basically, uh, you know, what happened. But I, uh, we got into a debate 
And it was just a this side thing. This is a true thing. story. This just is a, a true story. Just a side <laughs> thing about like the history. I think somebody put out a video like the entire history of the Middle Gear, you know, franchise. And of course, like we skimmed over the uh, the whole. Yeah, this was this video had come out before uh, the Phantom Pain had come out, and uh, <clears throat> so. We're just going back through it and kind of going through the history of all the things that had happened with, like, the Patriots being formed and how all that went about. And we were just sitting there talking about that. We were just having one of our, you know, little off-podcast kind of discussions. The point got brought up about Big Boss, and so I looked at something just completely benign, completely and utterly fucking benign, and it had, like, the most massive spoiler you could possibly have for Metal Gear 5. Yeah. Yeah. He had the entirety of that game spoiled in like a sentence. One sentence. It went from being like utterly like unrelated information to blam, here's the here's let me just completely destroy this whole game for you now. And it wasn't even like that's not what he was searching out. And that's not where it should have even led him. It was more like yeah, so you know you're playing Jet Set Radio and you're you're grinding through the street. Uh, Ares from Final Fantasy VII dies, and then you find you're like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, let me figure this out real quick. Let me just pull it up on my phone, and it was a completely unrelated thing. Obviously, I wasn't searching for spoilers, and it was like, oh, well, this because of this that, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh no. Yeah, this this wasn't as bad as that. This was just a kind of progress-related spoiler. So it's not mm-hmm. like they actually spoiled, like, plot points, sort of, because it, they didn't define in what they're talking about. They're just like, yeah, in this part of the game, without actually talking about any events that happen, it's just like, yeah, there will be another significant event. That's, you know, this milestone marker in your progress, but you don't know what it is. But it's enough to kind of hint at it. This would be like if you were... Uh if you were in the middle of playing Final Fantasy VII, you know, you were about halfway through Final Fantasy VII, and somebody mentioned Sid from Final Fantasy, like, VI, and you were like, okay, let me look something up on Final Fantasy VI, and, uh, oh, well, Sid is, you know, the other son of Sephiroth besides Cloud, and you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, except it was a true spoiler and not, like, a fake one yeah. I just made up. And you were like, oh, let, d- but d- 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 yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this, Chris. Yeah. As far as as far as the gameplay is going for you so far, so you've already had a moment where you thought it was getting close to the end, and it didn't, and now mm-hmm. you feel you're getting close to the end again, and it may be potentially that you are not again. When you're having these revelations of, oh, there's more. Is is your mentality more? man there's more or oh boy there's more it's it's an in-between um i'm enjoying the game i like the gameplay uh i kind of want to see you go through this game now since you picked it up like i did and then put it back down i only played two hours the first time i picked it up which i think is pretty close to what you did yeah um but when i got my time up to like that 15 hour mark uh which not necessarily that long to really start getting into but that's when it really starts getting interesting um at least for me it did that's when it's like okay um but yeah so i'm i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it quite a bit but i want the resolution is more of the impatience thing here's a question yeah where i know this is premature but do you get the vibes that it's gonna 
approach top RPG levels. Um, Just off what you're... If it maintains its current pace, do you think it's going to be up there? Or is it just a good game? It's hard to say right now. Um, the how it ends and how it, you know, starts wrapping things up uh, will kind of drive part of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not sure because there are there are mechanical things in the game that I'm not a huge fan of. But they don't, you know, like the story's good. Mm-hmm. I really like the story to it. So it's like you know, I'd have to sit down and really think about. The mechanics, what they do right, like I mentioned last week, the being able to set the AI to different levels of, you know, actions and whatnot, uh, what they're doing. I love that. Um, as opposed to, okay, well, there's, uh, God, what is it? Um, I'm trying to think of something I don't like about the game now, and I'm coming up blank. So it's well, overall a, a really thing. solid game. Uh, but I, I should have writ- written, uh, written, written, written some stuff down uh, as I thought about it. Uh, when I was going through the game, because there are a couple things. Um, I have a hard time. The the mount's not all that great. The movement has some issues, especially when you're on like the mount. It gets real odd because they have this weird thing they did with the controls. So you can play with one hand where the confirm button is on the left stick and the left bumper as well. So it's like you can play with your left hand and go through dialogue while moving your character and stuff. But uh, outside dialogue, right trigger is to sprint, which you can do just right-handed. It'll sprint straight, but you have to steer with left. But if you don't hold up while you're steering and sprinting, then it makes the the movements jerky. It's much harder to turn smoothly when, you, when you're not also pushing up, which if you're going to push up, you're already moving. So there's not really a need for triggered auto run at that point it's just some minor things but again that's very minor that's certainly not taking away from the game as a whole how many standout moments would you say you've encountered oh man uh, so i want to talk about real quick as a kind of lead up to answering that question one of my favorite mechanics and something else i wish they did better but one of my favorite mechanics is that you can change their outfits and it actually changes what they're wearing but it's not every single item there are items that are, they're functional. They give you this better stat boost than what you had before. So they're upgrades when you get them. Some of them, some of them are purely cosmetic, but they will change how your character looks. One of my favorite things in this game so far is getting a armor set for the main character, for the hero that relates to his backstory. And I'm not changing out of it. I'm staying in this the rest of the game no matter how underpowered it makes my main character. Wow. Yeah. Because that armor set is so good, so fitting with the story and everything going on. And I had a moment where that wearing that armor, because it shows up in almost every cutscene. Uh, there are a few that are very strangely converts you back to the normal clothes. But there was a cutscene where my character was in that armor, and that was badass. Oh, it fit wow. the moment so well. And I was like, this is why I'm not taking that armor off for moments like this in the story. All right, all right, all right. So let me let me ask y'all this: Has there mm-hmm. ever been a piece of equipment that was good and you just didn't fucking want to wear it because it was ugly? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. 
I, I'm thinking horrible. of like some Mass Effect items and stuff like Man, that. Man, wow! Like, oh, God. Get out of my mind! <laughs> get out of my mind! Mass Effect comes to f- mind so fast, where it's like that armor looks like shit. But look at those stats, though. I I need that. Mm-hmm. I don't want it though. And the nose, yeah, like Final Fantasy XI. I refuse to wear Subligar. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not no, going to do it. The good thing about MMOs is they usually have, uh, and wow, they call it transmog, or you know, some people call it glamour or whatever. But Well, now yeah. they do. <laughs> and uh, Such a big fan of glamour stuff like that, man. It's, it's like, man, this thing looks like ass. Let me fix that. Yeah. But has there ever been in where you couldn't do that, an item that was like, oh, this is almost too good to pass up, but just no, I refuse. Yeah, Subagar's on 11. I mean, there's glamour stuff now. The uh, uh, what do they call it? The wow, I just went completely blank. Blank. It's pretty much a wardrobe thing, but you can freeze what your character looks like in a certain armor set. Um, but that only existed in the last couple of years. Before that, it didn't. So I refused to wear Salvagars because it's basically just wearing a pair of underwear, <laughs> metal underwear. You just run around in your metal underwear. I would actually yeah. prefer to do. I think my character would run around in nothing. Oh, you absolutely would, but I have standards. <laughs> I have standards too. They're just, you know, much easier Whoa. to meet. Why? What? <laughs> Mine are like yeah. a limbo bar. On the yeah, impossible go, going, going back to your question about the moments, absolutely. Um, I mentioned last week that there were a couple moments that actually reminded me of Persona with the way they occurred, like the music kicking off at a certain time, certain characters saying things in certain ways. They were very, like, and I was mentioning, it's very emotional at times. Uh, I've probably had, like, let's see, I played two and a half hours today. I had two or three of those moments just today alone because I'm getting towards the end game and things are happening so fast now that I'm spending less time running around fighting stuff and more engaged in the story. So many moments, uh, so many cutscenes, and it's so good. So, when you say moments, are these... Mm-hmm. Moments of tension, moments of anger, moments of excitement. Look, what, what's the emotion that's going along with these moments? Um, a lot of them are, at this point in the story, are sadness. Um, there is a lot of tension at certain points earlier on. Uh, anger, not so much, I don't think. Um, I think typically what would maybe be anger is not... Is more sadness for the f- characters than anger at the you know bad guys or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's there has been a couple exciting moments too where things it's like oh man, I'm the hero, I'm powering up and I'm doing something cool, and then you know whatever happens after that happens. But you have that moment of excitement. You're like wait, I'm I'm the hero, I can I can solve this, and then the game starts going through an animation or going to a cutscene that shows the hero doing something cool. Now you're kind of expecting as they tout the powers your you know character has from the very beginning of the game it's like okay well show me what can he do what can i do as the main character because the hero is the hero he doesn't have a name of his own so it's mm-hmm. you this sounds let, like, let, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad i've been keying in on this game because you everything you've said <laughs> has reaffirmed my wanting to play it all right Having said that, let me shit on this game. Oh God! Here we go. It's time. <laughs> All right, you're still it's my time. stick. It's bastard. time. It's it's time to to crush dreams. That's your stick. 
It's time to laugh at your... I drove here to laugh at you. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, this is like 3% of a reason why I may have shied away from this game from the onset. Mainly, the, the main reason was there were other games I was looking at, especially when Red Dead 2 came along. I mean, I picked up an RPG on the heels of playing another long RPG on the mm -hmm. heels of trying another RPG. Like, I, RPGs, not right now. Uh, they're my bread and butter. They're my wheelhouse. I will get back to them. But just right now, I just don't want one of those. Having said that, the first whatever time that I did play Dragon Quest, this is definitely a question for an inquiry for you, Chris. Mm -hmm. When I first, that first bit that I did play and then petered off and then went and played something else, I was getting very okay, been here, seen this, done that, very generic story. You know, you're supposed to go up to this mountaintop and do this special quest that's that's it to prove you're a man or leave the village or whatever. You go up, you do the thing, yay, you kill some bats and some slimes and a rat and a rabbit or whatever, and then you go to leave the town and there's some pretty cool but albeit generic townspeople that talk to you, some motherly, fatherly, figurely figure type people. And then and then that's figurely. it. And I was I was very much glancing at my fingernails and going, okay, I wonder where the big fucking, uh, you know, uh, you know, the Esper breaks open or you fall down a pit and find a legendary sword to fight the Manus off. Like, when does this <laughs> thing start kicking off other than do this town tradition thing? And I'm hoping yeah. that you can tell me that that, that happens relatively soon. Did you get to the castle? They send you to after your little test thing. I do you go straight to the castle or is there like a town before the castle? I is it is like go is, straight there? Okay, well then I don't think I did. Maybe I did. I, I did honestly you I don't need remember. another character yet? Another party character. Uh honestly if I did, I I have forgotten by now. That's how but that's how little impact it had on me. So yeah, that's that's kind of why I stopped in the two-hour mark because I just wasn't feeling it. Um, yeah. I made it to the castle. Events happened there, and I was like, "Okay, I'm, I, I'm gonna done for this, done with this for now." And then I moved on to something else, then go back to it. It starts picking up. It's a very yeah. slow roll at the beginning. I mean, and you that's remember how very unfortunate there. And we we kind of touched on this uh, outside of the podcast a little earlier, but there are a lot of games that don't grab you immediately when you are playing them like uh you know there are a fucking shit ton of them that don't really give you that big hook until later on in the yeah, game i yeah. and and of, of anybody between us three i am the absolute worst i have had multiple occasions where i have played a game and it's like my mind just it's like my mind just shuts off at a particular point right before the game gets good. This happens many times in my life where I'm like, all right, all right, I did this, I did that, I did this, all right, I'm not really feeling this, so I'm going to move on. And then either through 
pushing of somebody or a review or I just decide, you know, a big one for me is, man, I did pay 50 fucking bucks for this game. I need to go back and give it another fair shot mm-hmm. before I, you know, just never play it again or trade it in or whatever. And then I play that game after many months of not even touching it and get to the next part. And it's like, motherfucking yeah, kick off. Here you go. And it's like, oh, shit, this game is fucking great. It's like, yeah, if you had just played for another five minutes like a, a you know good, if you would have just a good example uh, of that is like um <clears throat> you know if you take a look at lunar when that story doesn't even really get into gear until you're a couple hours in well that's because that game's bad oh fuck you but <laughs> 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 i'm pretty sure chris agrees with me on this but uh yeah you can go fuck yourself um <clears throat> but no it'd be and lunar it, you go through the initial little thing you know that happens and then he's like oh well i guess i should bebop somewhere the fuck else and it isn't until you reach the i want to say it's the third town that you reach I, yes when, and until you get to all right to vein that uh you know the story actually kicks its ass into high gear uh yeah yeah you know but up until that you're just kind of bebopping around you even got a temporary party member that you don't even know is going to be temporary yeah, and, uh, so I've 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 tried to been better. I've tried to I've tried to have gotten a lot better about it. Man, can I not English today? What you the just hell? can't. I've tried can't to even. be better about this. I've been trying to be better at this. I've been trying to be a better person in general, and I, it, it's gotten to the point now where I know. Okay, okay, okay. You're not feeling it. Okay, just breathe. <sighs> Now get to the next mission. the the problem The problem then is that some games have still bit me in the ass, like Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII was a lot of man. Oh, it's eventually we, gonna get better. Are we doing Just, this now? No, no, we're not. <laughs> not no, oh, no. We, we got we got fire so, this, oh, this salvo off. Let, Here, let, let, here's what I would ahead. say to you, Michael, about this game. I would like you to play it some more until mm-hmm. you get. The third character. Okay. I don't think that's too far in. I think that's a reasonable reasonable amount of time. But I think you get um, enough of the story. Mm-hmm. And then more, it gets more interesting. And, yeah. you, and, and again, that's when the good I, moments start. I really want to emphasize, so the audience and you two as well, don't get the misinterpretation of what I'm telling you. I've said, I meant what I said earlier. It was like a three percent. It was like a a little bitty voice in the back of my head where it was like, man, these graphics are good. The battle system's classic. Like, I like it. This is a good old classic RPG. Uh, The story's moving on. Everything's going good. But there's a little bitty teeny tiny voice that said, this is kind of the same generic a to b to c rpg story that not only are dragon quest known for but you've already done this before like what where's your interest level and i was like ah but it's still it's good i'm having a good time and then and then other games just caught my interest yeah. i just wanted to mention it because in case anybody else out there is playing this game right now or even adam starts to play it that it does have some very cookie cutter rpg stuff from the get-go it's yeah. very smiles and cookie cutter rpg but as what chris is saying it does kick off that's, eventually that's up my alley though that's, i can already tell you the first thing that's going to happen which is what i do with any rpg i ever play is the first thing i do is i look at the battle system and i go okay well how much experience am i getting from these enemies all right let me figure out my modus operandi for the rest of this fucking game i'm getting two experience i've got 16 to level so it takes me eight battles to level i'm gonna pick how many battles i'm gonna use for grinding points 
Yeah, stuff like that is what I'm thinking about in the opening, other than, like, the actual story. Uh, I think the pacing of Dragon Quest is really good. That's um, good to hear. That's awesome. good to hear. You, if you go through an area avoiding all the enemies, yeah, you're going to be underleveled. If you go and fight every single one of them repeatedly as you're finding all the hidden stuff, you're going to be overleveled. If you go through and basically just fight what's in your way, not going out of your way to hit them, but what's in your way, you'll be what the levels you're expected to be. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I had a situation where uh, I actually had to go level because it was getting late and I was like, man, I'm overleveled already. And you can tell you're overleveled for an area when enemies will run away from you. So oh, when yeah, enemies run away from the, you, it's like, okay, I, I don't love need to RPGs do that. that do that shit too. Yes. yes. Like, so yeah. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to speed through this area, go through, and blah, blah. And as soon as I get another character joined my party, technically rejoined, I was like, okay, what level are they? I was like, oh, they're uh, two levels above me. I'm now underleveled. Damn. <laughs> I was able to get that far without a problem because it's only two levels. It's not a huge difference in the game. But I was like, okay, the game expects me to be two levels higher. So I went and I leveled and then I was two levels over level. So I was like, okay, I can slow down and get back to my middle ground now. And I think I'm pretty much there. I think I'm like one level off, but that's to be expected. You're not going to be perfect with uh, what the game expects you, especially if you're doing side stuff. The more side stuff you do, the more fighting you do, you're going to be a smidge over level, but it's not overpowered over leveled. It's just a little bit stronger over leveled. And even with all this stuff being said, the the big takeaway as of right now for you, the game is fun. The game's good. You enjoy, yeah, you're enjoying absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Good. Adam, you may beat me to play in this one. I'll tell you that, but I I I'm still intrigued to get to it and try it out. And, See, the uh, thing I'm give trying it, give it a better fair shake. The thing I'm trying not to do is anticipating this game over Persona. I'm not gonna rush Persona to play this game. But and I, yeah. I'm trying to fight the urge to want to. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because I'm excited about this game. I know that it's going to be up my alley because I've liked the previous entries in the series. Uh, this is my first Dragon Quest. I don't know if I even said that really? last week or this week. This is the so first is, one I've ever even looked at. This other is the than one, my cover art. This is the Dragon Quest that popped your cherry. Yep. Was it good for you? Absolutely. So far, we'll <laughs> see how it ends. I will. I will <laughs> put mine out there on Front Street that I played. Dragon Quest 1, but I played it the American version, Dragon Warrior. That was close to, actually as far back as my memory can recall, that may have been one of the first video games I ever laid my hands on. Yeah. If not, it was definitely one of, I think I, ate, I I had my hands on Dragon Warrior 1 before I ever played Final Fantasy 1. Now the dates, the dates of the release, the release dates of those games may have me proved a complete liar, but... I just remember this random time of being at a friend of a family's house and them having an NES and now playing Dragon Warrior, not knowing what the fuck I was doing, definitely dying, definitely sucking. I did get Dragon Warrior on my own. I did play it and did beat it over God knows how long. Excuse me. I have seen good things about 2, 3, and the other ones. The next time I played a Dragon Warrior was all the way to Dragon Warrior 8, I believe. And I played it for the PlayStation 2 and beat it. Sadly, I don't remember a damn thing about it. That's so horrible. But I don't remember if it was, again, it was, hate to say this, but maybe like a generic cookie cutter story or or just you just go beat the bad magician or what. But I just don't remember it. I'm hearing that this game has a lot of, whoa, there's some shit going on. And that's, that, mm-hmm. 
that's what I need to hear. I need that, you know. It's not just knights going to kill the dragon. It's other stuff. <laughs> what that other stuff, I don't know. But what I hear from Chris is that it's interesting. Yep. Lots of really good moments, plot twists, all these things. Oh, good. Good to hear. Glad you're still enjoying it. Yeah, that's the only game I've been playing, and that's probably, well, aside from Magic, but that's just in my dailies. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm anticipating beating it tomorrow, as long as there's not yet another twist and another <laughs> 10 hours of stuff to do. Time will tell. Well, let, well, I guess this depends on what the twist would be or what the continuation would be. What, but if you find out within the next hour or two that yeah, the game's still going, are is that going to be good for you, or are you going to, you know? It'll. I mean, I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it's like I said. I want the resolution. I want. Yeah. I want it to end because I want to see how it ends. I want to figure out how all this all this comes together because they've thrown so many twists and turns at this point that I'm like. Okay, I think I know what's going to happen, but I've said that like six times already. Mm-hmm. So, so out of that six it? times, how many times have you been right? I mean, a couple. <laughs> so two out of six ain't great. Ain't ain't worth <laughs> talking about. Just moving on. Damn. Yep. So what'd you play, Michael? Well, I've only been playing one game. Uh, before I get to it, I guess I can mention the one movie that I did watch, and I'm not going to spend time on this one. It's, uh, it's a Lars von Trier movie called The House Jack Built. Uh, this is a... If anybody out there wants to know a way to, to to show me a movie where I'm not going to care about it, this kind of movie. It's one of those movies where it the it's, it, it's like an hour and a half long, and the hour is a, a good enough story for you to follow. It's enough to build intrigue and suspense, and you're you're trying to you have questions that that are not answered. And instead of the movie giving you answers, the last half hour is all weird, ambiguous interpretation. It's you know just, just moving frames and pictures and stills. That's like it goes off into I like the no... director's fever dream or some shit. Yes, it's like let me let me share with you my artistic visual interpretation <laughs> of 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 God's image of the the way the nobles. It's like God, I, I'm done. I'm done, and it aggravates me because I'm looking for the payoff. I'm looking for the resolution, and I know what that makes me sound like but now you know I how just... the peasant felt when he had to give his grain away it's just like <sighs> you like with this movie i realize how hypocritical that makes me sound when i slightly sort of bash ish to a small percentage level when i say stuff like yeah well dragon quest has cookie cutter shit and then i go watch the movie it's like no i need cookie cutter shit it's 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 less that and more of I I am not a film I'm not a film buff in the sense that I didn't go to film school. I didn't I don't know everything there is to know about films and directors and cinematography and the in this and I have d- fucking 10% of understanding of art. And art's supposed to be mostly interpretation anyway, but stuff like this just does not suit me at all. I need I need I need suspense. I need I need mystery and questions build up, and I need the aha moment when the around the ending of the movie. Not well. What did you think of the colors that 
that represented the bottom of his shoe, which may have told you why the feather flew. It's I don't need that. I can't, I can't handle it. So uh, if you're into that kind of movie, go check out Lars von Trier's uh, The House of Jack Built. It's got a psychopathic killer in it, and then it turns into the shit that I just described. Red Dead Redemption 2, still playing it. Oh, boy. I'm at a slight, I wouldn't say crossroads, because I'm torn, okay. honestly. Because, so I'm about halfway through, I, I guess, I say that loosely. I'm about, I'm about three, somewhere between three and five main story elements into chapter three. I did okay. go up. I did go out and look for, uh, not a uh, spoiler free now, spoiler free, but I wanted to know how many chapters are in this game. And there are six chapters. But of course, there's more gameplay than that because every chapter has a bunch of side quests that unlock in their respective chapters. So there's, there's a lot of good story content out there. A, a, a decent amount of story content out there. Um, so the, all the little events that I've been through. I've had multiple experiences, and I, I liked, I thoroughly enjoyed to to just liked a good eighty percent of them. You know, even the bad ones, even the ones where uh, an example. I I went from one extreme corner of the map to another. I hadn't saved in a long time, and I'm riding through the snow-capped mountains. I'm I'm going somewhere for a for a side quest or something. You know what? Actually, I remember to now. I remember now what it was. I was going to go find an Arabian horse up in the mountains because they're really good and have really good stats. And on my way there, I turned a corner and fucking slammed into a guy. And the guy got up and started shooting me. Apparently, killed my horse. And then killed me. And I hadn't saved in forever. And when I loaded the game up, my horse that I had was no longer there. I had some shit tier horse. And I had lost the skin that I had on the back of the horse. And I lost all kind of progress. And I was really pissed off. But even then, I just chalked it up to, man, I, there's a lot of things I could have done better. Uh, the times where I, the time where I got to hunt, where I hunted a bear and almost died. The time where I've saved people and helped people, and there's so many. Just sitting by a campfire at night, I've I've enjoyed that on multiple occasions. Where it's like, hey, uh, come on over, Arthur, come come sit down for a minute, and just that just touches a spot a spot in my personal life where I used to do that when I was a kid, just sitting around a campfire talking with people, and it's cool. But here's the thing. I don't know if it's because of the way the pacing is or if I'm doing the pacing of the game wrong, but I'm slowly starting to lose the tendrils of care of, mm -hmm. of, of the story and what's going on. And I'm debating whether I just want to stop, if I just want to throw off all the side quests and just start barreling into just the main story. Because when the main story does start picking up, when, a main when I go play the main story missions, I do get slightly interested again. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if maybe the cowboy as the cowboy aspect of the game is just wearing off on me. If I've like had my fill and now I'm starting to get tired <laughs> of it. Not none of this is in a super negative way. I yeah. I, I feel like I, I just don't I don't say these things properly because I don't want people to think oh man he's starting to hate the game. No, not at all, not at all. But yeah. 
again, using God of War as an analogy, every fucking story mission of God of War, I was in, I was in, I was in. And when I had, when I opened up a new place, I was fucking ready to explore and, ch- and, and just drink in the visuals and the side quests and opening up new areas and finding new weapons. And there was so much stuff in this and there's no strict cause to it. It's not the pace of the game, nothing like that. It's just, it's. I've heard tell that this game has one of the best stories in Rockstar history, period. And I can tell you now, the game has a decent story so far. But I feel like I'm close to being halfway through the third chapter, and I have nothing that's grabbed me by the balls yet. I've had nothing that's grabbed my face and went, are you fucking ready for this roller coaster ride? It's been more like a, yeah, man, good fucking story. It's good old Arthur. Good old, good old cowboy story. Yeah, story-wise, you're getting close to where it starts picking up. But I found, with the side stuff in particular, it started getting too repetitive. Um, Yeah. So what I did was I ended up just basically the couple side characters, or a couple characters, I won't call them side characters, just a couple characters I cared about the most. I did their stuff when they asked me to do stuff, but the others I'd be like, "Yeah, you can do it yourself." Yeah, and so. again, a lot of this, a lot of this tallies up into the things that I have done that are interesting. Like, yeah, the time when I robbed a train, that was awesome with a, mm. with with a group of my pals. That was fun. Uh, when I went to, I went to, I had a, a little one on one talk while riding horseback with, uh, I forget the young black character's name, uh, oh, Sean. Uh, I. Not no. Sean, no, Sean was the redhead. The yeah, he was the yeah. Uh, uh, but Lenny. yeah, Lenny, right? Lenny, yeah, talking to Lenny and him and Arthur being basically like, "Look, man, you do good shit. You're a good guy. Keep it what you're doing, and yeah. people will recognize you." And it's like a, a real like mentor slash buddy companionship. Yeah, Lenny's one of my uh, favorite characters. Yeah, the the my interest grew a little bit more uh, after yesterday's playthrough. I. Uh, I forget the character's name, but we we had robbed somebody's moonshine, and then we <laughs> went to go take the moonshine back to this lady. And the way the care the way the lady was written, her her attitude and demeanor, I was like, okay, she's pretty interesting. But uh, I, it, it's so hard to put this into words, man. It's not like I'm <laughs> I'm wanting to. I'm having a harder time going. All right, it's time to get in this game because the the draw is not strong. Yeah. You know, the draw is there. I feel like I'm going in and I know there's side quests to do and I know there's things to involve myself in. And it's less and less about, oh, man, I wonder what wild shit I'm going to get in today or wonder what story uh, turn is going to take today. And more like, well, I'm probably going to go rob somebody or I'm I'm probably going to go talk to somebody or I'm, I'm probably going to yep. go rob somebody. So yeah. I'm going to keep going. Uh not because I paid sixty bucks for this game, but I I do have something in me is making me want to continue to play. Uh, and and when I, when the little when the little rock star moments do happen, which they do from time to time, they are noteworthy and they are they do make me go ha cool or oh man or what I mean they do draw a little bit of of, of emotion out of me. But yeah, I don't know that 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 initial that initial yeah man I'm actually having a good time doing the cowboy simulator thing is starting to be like all right i need a little more i I need some more i need some more to get me to keep me going and we'll see we'll see how we'll see how i feel around chapter four or chapter five uh that's i think 
by the end of chapter four, you'll kind of get a better feel of uh, how you feel about the game story-wise. Good. There was, I mean, there was a very, it wasn't like a complete story turn moment, but there was a moment, there definitely was a moment back in chapter two where some shit was going down, and I was like, I want to know where this goes. I want to know what what's going to happen with these decisions that now I have been forced into making and I know that's coming I know that's that that it's going to it's going to culminate pretty soon but yeah. it's been a while since that actually since I did that and I don't really see anything that's pushing that way I'm seeing other things pick up now Yeah I'm I'm not sure what exactly is in chapter 2 but later on there are some decisions you make, and I think those are kind of, when I t- mentioned, you know, different endings, I have a feeling those are the ones that impact it, which I don't know how early on that whole chain of events starts, but there aren't a whole lot of decisions that I felt like really changed. Yeah. Especially early on. Later yeah. on, it certainly does. That's that's all I'm playing right now. I've... Uh... Yeah, I, I put you know just a, a real normal amount of time into it. I I haven't pulled the game up recently and looked at the actual in-game time. All I know is I've pretty much done every single side quest throughout the chapters, and and that's that that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm gonna keep playing the game. Uh, as far as what I'm gonna do after, I honestly don't know. I don't I don't feel like an RPG just yet. I kind of feel like Dragon Quest Eleven will be the next RPG that I play. It's just a matter of of when I'll play it. I I have a, a quite a few new Steam games that I've that purchased since the last Steam sale, plus some other games in general. I I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, the potential for me to stop playing Red Dead Two is there. There, there it's it's a it's a it's a pebble in the water. It's not a directive. It's not something I know I'm gonna do. But if you would have asked me, you know, day four, if I thought about stopping to play this game, I said, ah, fuck no, it's okay, I'm enjoying it. And now right it now, exists. it's like it it could happen. It yeah. could happen. So we'll we'll see what we'll see how Red Dead treats me. Man, I did my part. I tr- I contributed my money to the to the creators, <laughs> and I, I did it. So if I if I don't if I don't like the game, fuck it. I'll it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, let's, uh, let's run into some news or anything else we wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I got a fairly big news, uh, article I heard about. I don't know if it's released today or yesterday or whatever, but it is Bungie and Activision are splitting up. So their contract is coming to an end. Uh, A little background on this. Bungie made Halo. Halo was then sold essentially to Microsoft. Bungie mm-hmm. split off from Microsoft, didn't keep Halo. They wanted to do a new IP, ended up being Destiny. Activision said, yeah, we'll help you out. So then that 10-year-long contract started uh, in 2012 or so. So it's technically not been 10 years, but there are provisions and stuff. I think it's technically ending early, whatever. But they're like, yeah, we'll help you out. So that's this whole partnership and things. Destiny kicked off. You know, met with mixed reviews, got better. Uh, Destiny 2 launched mixed reviews, uh, got better. Destiny 2 Forsaken, which is the year two drop, came out, and it made the game so much better. Mm -hmm. However, Activision at one point said Destiny 2 Forsaken was a 
commercial disappointment or something like that. And someone from Bungie tweeted, we don't think Forsaken is a disappointment in any way. Uh, and it went on to be like, we made this game to be what the fans wanted, etc. Basically saying, we don't care if it was a commercial success because our fans are happier. Yeah. Um, good, which I think good, is the way good, games should be. Them. Yeah. Um, I heard they... Uh, I- heard some chinese company is backing them now or they got a donation from not a donation but a uh whatever it's called investment from a a major chinese company so they're not going to be like hurting for money or whatever when it comes time to make their next game i don't know i mean i don't i don't know what this means for destiny franchise as a whole as far as you know what does it mean for year three or destiny three what the plan there is but i think it is good that they don't have to answer to the Activision overlords anymore. And hopefully yeah, there's, there's that. Hopefully that was behind some of the poor decisions they made in the past. And now they basically said, We're done making those decisions on your behalf or, you know, incorporating your decisions, whatever you want to call it. We're now gonna go back to making games we wanna make, how we wanna make them, how the fans want us to make them and you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so I heard, I heard get back they, to the roots. They actually popped champagne when they heard <laughs> that they were splitting <laughs> And, wow yeah so it's apparently they're kind of trying to play it for the the you know they're as if you listen to the official things it's like oh well you know we're we're kind of amicably splitting splitting or whatever but it sounds mm-hmm. like the the bungee side of the house is glad to be out for, and that's the thing i've always said is that activision is just as fucking bad as ea they're you know they're the ones that are like ah, oh, well what's the bottom line on this you know how how much money are we going to make, you know, if you do four expansions this year instead of three or, you know, if we put out a yearly fucking, you know, new thing, you know. Yeah. That's the reason we end up, because it's Activision Blizzard, actually. And right. And you end up with uh with the Diablo coming out for phones instead of <laughs> being on the uh, uh, yeah, PC game like it always was. And that's what everybody was expecting. And they're like, oh, man, a new Diablo is coming out. Well, it's coming out for f- mobile because we feel like making some money. And it, it's interesting because uh, Destiny 2 on PC is through Battle.net. They're going to keep that going. Uh, it's interesting that they're even going to keep it going. I don't know if that's temporary or not, but what I read was saying, yeah, they're going to maintain it through Battle.net. Uh, that's hmm. staying, you know, post contract. So at least that's not a big upset for the players to have to, you know, change platforms and all this stuff. And that, uh, right. the name of that company, they, they apparently, uh, this was a while back, but they got a hundred million dollars from NetEase. Wow. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fucking moolah. There's a lot of Chinese companies like that that just drop money in games, uh, just to get some sort of, you know, uh, pay off from it and stuff. Uh, Tencent's one of the big ones. Mm-hmm, they have yeah. hands in so many pies, so many games. Uh, it's it's really absurd. But yeah, I, I hope, I really hope that this, like I said, gets Bungie back to the roots, back to where Halo started, where we loved uh, the changes they've made to Destiny to make it a great game at this point in time. And they just keep going forward with it. I wish them the best. I hope, uh, I hope everything works out the way it's supposed to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. when we talk about developers we like, you know, seeing stuff from or expect good things from, Bungie's one of those. And uh, this actually goes on to something else that we discussed uh, earlier, but I uh, recently watched a very scathing review of Blizzard by a fan. 
and they made a uh, very good point in that uh, for most people, you know, myself and I'm pretty sure, you know, the general population included, you don't really, you, you don't see a whole lot of company loyalty nowadays. Uh, no one gives a shit if Coke is doing well. They want Coke to be good. And if the Coke is shit, then they just drop it like a bad habit. Yeah, Nobody goes to conventions to see what new detergent Tide is putting out this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing. I'm taking little snippets out of this guy's giant wall of text scathing fucking destruction. But uh, he basically said, you know, but Blizzard and a lot of these game companies, they get that. They get the, they get the, and he, he used the Denver Broncos as an example. He roots for the Broncos. This guy rooted for the Broncos. He cried when they won the Super Bowl, and he wants the head coach fired when they're doing bad. And that's how gamers are when it comes yeah. to their favorite video game companies. They're riding mm-hmm. high when you see Square or Bungie or Blizzard doing well. You're like, fuck yeah, that's my team, and they're kicking ass. But when they're doing bad, you go straight for the jugular, you know? Mm-hmm. Bioware starts fucking up. I, I praised Bioware. I had supreme confidence that Bioware would do good in this last game. You know, they pissed me off. And so I'm like, something needs to change. Something direly needs to change. But I say that because I care, you know? Yeah. I, it's not yeah. fucking Coke to me, you know? It's not mm-hmm. uh, detergent to me. It's not dish soap, you know what I mean? Yep. It's not like, oh, well, I'll just switch from dial to fucking Irish Spring, you know, since they pissed me off. No, it's now I want I want my Irish Spring to be good. Go back to making the soap the way you used to make it, you know? Yep. I'm so glad that you brought this up. I really am because, and I realize that we've talked about this and we're, this is not going to be the last time we talk about this. I promise you folks, it, I want to have some more talk about Final Fantasy. Uh-oh. I really do. I want to have some more talk about Final Fantasy. I want to have some more talk about Square in general, what used to be, what it is, and everything. And I, I still, I, I, I just, this, this has been on my mind ever since we, we, you and I talked about this weeks ago, and ever since the last time we talked about it on the podcast, it has not left my mind that this, this is in that same vein. Squaresoft is in that same vein of that guy talking about his favorite football team. It goes for anybody. If you're a fucking NASCAR racing fan, if you're a fucking badminton fan, a soccer fan, whatever, when you pull for something, you pull for it. It mm-hmm. shouldn't matter what the, the, the media is, what the medium is, or what f- f- hobby or pastime it falls under. Ours just happen to fall underneath video games. Excuse me. So... Squaresoft, RPG company of of renowned report. I mean, it's just you you don't have to go too far to hear somebody say something about Square, be it bad or good. The sad thing is, when they're talking about it these days, it's usually bad, and that even that's not exactly saying it straight because it depends on who you're talking to and what they're talking uh, about if they're talking about the rpg side of the house they probably are talking yeah i i, I pose this as, as a starting point because this can go all kind of ways imagine chris somebody out there that you know is not they're not a hardcore gamer they're they're but they're also not a casual they're right there in that comfortable middle 
You know, they they can they can talk to you about a few a handful of PlayStation Two games they played, some ones you've never heard of. Most of them you have. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so so you played Shadow of the Colossus? Okay, that's nice. Oh, you played? Oh, you so you have memories of playing Mario Party with the family? Oh, so you how? So did you? So you got the bandana in Metal Gear Solid One? Awesome. Yada yada yada. Imagine that person. They're well enough in the games, and they say, you know what? I've never played a Final Fantasy, Chris. I, you know what, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get Final Fantasy 15 right now. I'm just going to go get it. And you, whatever, <laughs> you try, you tell them different. And he's like, no, 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 it's just, you know, it's I've got a PlayStation 4. It's the newest console. I'd rather just play the newest one. Mm-hmm. And then if it's good, I'll work my way back. Imagine somebody, that person comes back to you months later and goes, man, I played Final Fantasy 15. I, I played it all the way through. And I enjoyed it. I had a really good time with it. That was... I didn't. I haven't played many RPGs, but that was really good. I'm glad that I finally got to a Final Fantasy, and then that's where the conversation stops. Imagine if another conversation pops up, and they say, "You know, I want to go back and play some other ones." And you say, "Okay, stop. Let's let's whoa. Okay, you started mm-hmm. with Final Fantasy 15. That is your that is your wall right now. That is your standard for Final Fantasy." You need to go back and play Final Fantasy VI. Why? Because that is the best Final Fantasy around, arguably the best RPG ever made. And they come back to you and go, "Ah, oh, man, just no disrespect. But it's just it's a it's a super old console, and the graphics, the sprites, yacht, yacht. I really love Final Fantasy XV. Can you find me one like that? I feel like That's such sad. an asshole. <laughs> I feel like such an asshole saying that because I've never played final fantasy 15 but i have and i fully endorse it 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 leads me to a bigger point final fantasy is just not it's not what it used to be it's not from the pedigree that we remember it and i feel like i'm becoming that old age where i'm like back in my day final fantasies had espers i mean it's well yeah that's that's basically where you're at because you know how long, how many decades ago it was that Final Fantasy had espers? Uh, several. <laughs> More than one. In fact, yeah. someone who's 18 years old right now, someone who's 19 years old, someone who's almost 23, was not alive when Final Fantasy VII came out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, think about that. You've almost got two and a half decades from the last objectively good Final Fantasy. Yep. And when I say yep. objectively good, I mean like there is no rift forming in the fan base. Everybody universally pretty much, you get like 97% reviews where it's like, yeah, I love this game. This is my favorite one of the series. They've been spotty since then. Yeah, definitely. I'm yeah, not, not going to say, you know, this one up and this one down. I will later, but the... The thing everybody can agree on is that it's been a mixed bag since 7. Yeah. And I don't think it was a good idea to number the MMOs since they didn't number Final Fantasy Tactics or any of its spinoffs or, you know, Mystic Quest or all that other stuff is Final Fantasy, but it doesn't get a number. But you gave the MMOs a number. That kind of conflates things. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Final Fantasy Online. Final Fantasy Eleven Online should have just been Final Fantasy Online, but I, I agree. Yeah. Making making the number does just throw some confusion into it. 
especially when there's there are some great good to great aspects of both of those games i think 11 and 14 respectively have good storylines they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're really well written and very well fleshed out especially 11 it fucking better well have a good story it's got what like eight nine expansions i mean oh, jesus yeah. that's a lot of story content and from what i remember from 14 when i left off playing it it was really getting good like they brought I feel like they brought a new writing team in to just really push home some good story. But those two, for the sake of these this discussion and these arguments, I feel like they just respectfully need to be pushed to the side because they're not they're not where my disdain lies. Not not at all. They're in their own little pool. When I when think, I think back, of Final Fantasy franchise, I think of the single player JRPG experience that Square used to define. Yeah. I don't think of an MMO. MMOs get judged, and we said this during uh, one of our earlier you know, top RPG things, is MMOs have a completely different scale they get graded on because they're, yeah. they're so different than a single-player RPG. It's just... I, I, go ahead. I feel like I can, I can give Final Fantasy enough to say that their later half is worth talking about. It, it spurs conversation. If you take the 11, is, if you take 11 and uh, 14 out, then Final Fantasy 15 is actually Final Fantasy 14, 13. It'll be 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at the the axis. You've got the first half where it was just ascending, and then the back half where it just started to decline or yeah. waver yeah. back and forth between quality levels. Ah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and I, I realize it's a, it's it's almost directly pointed at somebody. I forget his name. One of you two could maybe help me just look up who it is. Whoever the character designer was for eight and nine and so on and so forth, that guy, that person, is one of the things that I look at and point a finger at to go. You're part of the reason. You are part of the problem. And I realize it's just a visual aspect, but just 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 hear me out. I think nine tried to help this a little bit, but it just it's it's so spotty. It's just it's not a it's not a continuous flow of awesome. When you looked at Final Fantasy one and actual two and actual three, four, so on and so forth, you could generally look at the characters and get a square designed idea of what they were. I could probably look at Final Fantasy 4 and tell you who the mage was. I could probably look at Final Fantasy 2 and tell you who the warrior was. I could definitely look at Final Fantasy 14 because, good lord, they went all the way back and put all the good <laughs> designs in them. Let me ask you something, Adam. Squall, what the fuck class is he? Is, His is he class a is loser. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Uh, look at uh, let's see. Look at Waka from Final Fantasy X. So, so what class is he? Idiot. I guess he's a. a <laughs> he's a ranger. I realize. I realize that this is generalizing, and it's not. On the one hand, I can see it generalizing, but also Final Fantasy is known for this shit. And if you ever want to see it done right, like I said earlier, look at Final Fantasy XIV. You can see a black mage again if they're in their if they're in their typical like their their starting generic gear. You they're can not tell out them. Fishing. 
Exactly. You can tell a paladin. You can tell a dragoon. You can tell the when they have their le- first level fifty story main storyline gear on, they look like what they're supposed to. That's a visual Kickstarter for that game. Second, now you need a story. Story's pretty good. It's ongoing, but it's very good. It has intriguing moments in it. It has lots of drag and draw and captures you and and has payoffs. Okay, we we were From talking Final about Fantasy. we were talking about this earlier. Let me just jump in here. Mm. Earlier, when we were talking about how quickly an RPG kicks off. Okay, how quick were you kicked off in Final Fantasy VII? Oh, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. They dropped you right in the thick of it. You didn't have time to ask questions. You rolled in there. You immediately get into a battle. You, it's a super easy battle. You win in two hits. You roll up the next thing, and the guys are all talking about how awesome you are, and that you're a total badass, and that they're glad they hired you, and you get... You get a little bit of little bit of information. Barrett's like, okay, well, you know, we're in a Mako reactor and we're gonna blow it up because it's destroying the planet. And Cloud's like, I don't care. I'm here for the money. And that's exactly where you are as a player. You're like, I don't really know why I care about this. I'm just doing it because I'm doing it. And uh, you get back, and your childhood friends like, okay, well, you know, I I know you don't have a dog in this fight, but I'd like you to do it one more time for me, please. And you're like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. And that's how you go. You, you're just kind of swept up in the current of one mm. thing to the next to the next to the next when it comes to Final Fantasy VII. In Final Fantasy VIII, it just seems like it. the pacing at the beginning just drags. Just drags yeah. Welcome ass. to school. It's like, yep, well, we're going to take this test and... Uh, I gotta wander around this giant building to find this one person. Okay, now we're ready to go into this cave, I guess. Uh, oh, we gotta walk across the world map to get there. All right, so oh, they tried to make some things more important than what they were supposed to be. Like when you were riding the ship up to the island, and the the dramatic music was playing, and it was like, all right, Squall's gonna go handle the mission. And then you finally did some shit in the town, who knows what, and then you get chased by a giant spider, and you get away, and she shoots the thing with a Gatling gun, and you're like, all right, okay, okay, you got some movement, and I don't fucking remember anything else. Yep. And, I mean, you played this, what, last year? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, within the past five, four, five, six months. Yeah. I I remember having the the ho-hum feeling, and this was a year after I played Final Fantasy VII. Right when this game came out, I bought this game at launch. I bought every Final Fantasy up to 10 at launch. And I remember being completely and utterly underwhelmed through the first disc, praying, praying that at some point this story would grab me. And at the point where the story just devolved into nonsensical, like I could just be pulling this story out of my ass because there's no reason you should ever think they they come to a point in this game where they just all sit around a table hypothesizing possible scenarios well i think there's probably a sorceress that's controlling time oh well that would explain all this stuff well yeah well (laughs) i think it's fucking the fairies that we don't know about that live underground and my theory is just as valid as yours squall and he looks at you like but but that's not what we're no. And I think we all grew up on a farm, raised to be food instead of an orphanage. You know, it, it, they just start making shit up. And at that point, it's like I, I just I checked out of the game. I beat it. I was done. So 
Michael brings up a great point about the lack of the job system. That is, that was a driving force. Um, thinking back, it's like, yeah, Seven didn't really have it, but it kind of did. Characters made sense. I mean, you got a guy with a gun on his hand. He's probably a ranged, you know, class, if you will. Um, you got a but, guy with a lance. He's Dragoon. Yeah. But, but here's a thought. How much different would every Final Fantasy be after that if they kept the Materia system? Oh, man. Oh, if they man. built the next games off of that system instead of the stupid draw system in 8, how much better would it be yeah. if there was Materia? You know, how much would that add to it? What would they build around that, you know? Yeah. Uh, see, this is, uh, this is one thing I will say about the draw system is that the junctioning was a good idea. I completely understood the junction system i understand i what i disliked about it was that you could run out of a spell yeah so if you drew fire ones and you had 30 of them you cast that thing 30 times and you don't have any more unless you find another one that was really dumb i didn't like that but it wasn't a deal breaker for me because i was just like well i'm gonna farm it until i've got 99 and then i'm never gonna cast magic because (laughs) Because I'm gonna go yeah, around exactly. No, I'm gonna go around smacking the crap out of things. Um, but I mean, they, there was more stupid stuff to Final Fantasy VIII than you remember. Because I don't think you could use items without a thing junctioned properly. I think so. Yeah, yeah you had to. You had nothing you had to but somehow, the attack to, option unless you junctioned you had to everything. Customize perfect. your battle menu and stuff like, like that. Like you couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't do basic things like these guys could. Like they had to. It was imperative in the hospital when a baby was born to junction the ability to fucking eat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because otherwise they die a couple baby of days after junctioning. birth. You know, so I'm, there were some things that just did not fucking make sense about that system. And I, I realize that we're 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 kind of just picking on eight, but look, we need to flesh this out. I mean, more. we can go we into the sphere we, system if you want. We can. <laughs> we need to get. Oh, oh man, we we. <sighs> I mean, the sphere system was the best thing about 10. Uh, that's not it, saying it, much. <laughs> Chris, did you know, did you ever, did you ever like map out the sphere grid and 10? Because if you did, you'd find out the whole entire sphere grid was fucking linear. It just looks round. It looks like it has choices and paths. The whole thing is a line. It's just <laughs> round. Oh, so... It, the, the reason why it's hard for me to articulate this, and I I feel this is a failure for me as a podcast host, but I'm trying to make this point across that I come from what I consider a fortunate background in the Final Fantasy world. I played several Final Fantasies, but I started with the beginning. I, I, I think it was already out a few years at the time, but I started with Final Fantasy 1. And of course, uh, uh, localization at at the time being what it was, I didn't get to two and three. Uh, duh, of course not. I I got to watch m- my older cousin and his father play Final Fantasy four, and that was my first visual sight of Final Fantasy four. The next one that I actually owned and played was Final Fantasy three, Final Fantasy six in Japan, and I it, all that d- doesn't matter. The point I'm getting at is that's why I've, the, the reason why I brought the 15 analogy at the whole beginning of this argument is that there are, there's going to be people. I'm not pointing you out. I'm not laughing at or looking down on you. I'm saying this is a this is a truism. There are people out there today. Their only reference of Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy 15. 
or Final Fantasy 13 and you're like, please, you've got to go back and play seven or play six or play four because there is a th- this is this is the good shit. And then they, they either one, they look at it and go, ah, 16 bit graphics. I don't know. Or they go, eh, it's too old or I'm just not interested. And they never know. They never know what this used to be. So we that have, we're in a dilemma now. Like, oh, what? So are, are we meant to be to to feel like we're just this old dying breed because Final Fantasy is not what it used to be? Are we in the wrong for complaining because Final Fantasy has changed into the the pockets and belts and 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 action RPG that it is now? I I, I don't know, but. I do know that Final Fantasy has changed, and I feel like the barrier between 7 and 8, 7 may be where it slightly started, but 8 is where it's just, it, it kicked off. Well, as From far as character designs go, you're spot on, because they, they decided to deviate in, in 7, and then it just they just ran with it in 8, and from there on, they, they were like, they got the message, and they people said, "Well, we, we kind of want the old things back, you know." And they went back with that with nine. It didn't do as well, so they went up, oh, balls in for ten. Yep. And that's when you started ending up with like half shorts, and you know, clothes made completely out of belts. And I, I, I yeah, I feel like so much of the fantasy aspect of Final Fantasy is gone. And I'm not saying that for a tagline or a tweet. I mean that legitimately. That it's Final Fantasy. When I played Final Fantasy 1, it was these warriors that were set off to a palace. Hey, man, go to this castle and go rescue the princess. You're going to find this guy there. And then that story kicks off. It's a fantasy. Hey, you need to cross this bridge and go find this other, go find this witch and go find this other town that's being overrun by pirates. And then Final Fantasy 4 has you know it's 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 these uh these two knights on this airship going to go take care of some business and then in Final Fantasy 6 it was the march across the snowfield going to this town where there is a old uh, magical being that they're trying to investigate and figure out what's you know what's it about and it, all this now going to Final Fantasy 8 like Chris you fucking hit it on the head perfectly well welcome to school well, you're a CD. You're trained really good. You can use magic. You can use a gun blade. Uh, but, you know, do your classwork and you're about to go do this mission. And here's a mission. Okay, well, now you're going to go. I honestly don't even fucking remember what happened after that. Here's the thing. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point this out. I think Persona 5 explains that you can do. You don't have to have the generic fantasy world to have a good RPG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not required. Final Fantasy 15 could have been a good RPG, but I don't I intentionally didn't buy it. So I'm not going to comment as to whether it is or isn't, but my impression is that it's going to have another square story in it, which is mm-hmm. going to be overly complex and overly convoluted and poorly explained. That yeah. is their problem. Their problem is one the character designs went off the rails and didn't fit the worlds they decided to tell you about. And to top that off, they stopped doing a good job of world building really yeah. uh when i look at final fantasy 8's world how much can i really tell you about the way the world is well i have no idea how they have power i have no idea how they uh why the world is the way it is i really couldn't tell you 
you know, the basic laws governing the world. Final Fantasy VII, I know that all the technological breakthroughs they've had have been based on either materia or the live stream, and all materia is is a crystallized form of a live stream. So that makes sense why they get their magic and where their tech comes from and all these other things. I can tell you all these little things about Final Fantasy VII's world. I can't tell you all those little things about Final Fantasy VIII or Final Fantasy IX yeah. or Final Fantasy or X. Yeah. And like I said, I checked out at ten. Uh, that was the point and, where I and, and, that was the point where I tapped and I said, "I'm I'm done. I'm done having my heart broken." And I understand that twelve is supposed to be good. But 13 yeah. was apparently very bad. So they it's not that they got better. They just, you know, broken clocks right at least once a decade, I guess. <laughs> I feel, Chris, What is there anything that you can tell us about Final Fantasy IX at all? So, Kuja wears nine, a thong. Uh, <laughs> one of the most memorable things about IX for me was, hey, the black mage looks like a black mage. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. kind of like the biggest thing that stuck out to me. Uh, my experience with 9, I played it, got to the end, got beat, didn't feel like grinding, never went back to it. Yeah. Um, and that's the only time I ever played it. So I remember very little about it. There was a card game. I don't remember which one it was. That was yeah, a I thing. Tetra Master was 8 and... Nine had the little mini game with the chocobo, and you had to go around pecking the ground and digging. The hot and cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was, like, something to do with the mogs and mail was very interesting. And it's it's so hard to make this argument without somebody saying, yes, Michael, but you played that game, like, 20 times. But, Adam, what what about the story can you tell me about Final Fantasy VI? I could tell you a fucking shit ton about it, about the espers and about Kuja destroying the world and all the little things from the opera uh, ooh, to ooh, the suicide ooh. attempt. To he meant Kefka, everybody. He meant Kefka. He didn't mean to say. Did Kefka. I say Kuja? Oh my god! You said Kuja. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that just tells you how terrible my brain is now that you fried but, it. With but this. yes, the the fucking floating continent and that my weapon and the statues, and, and the, the Tower of Babel and the statue and and the two brothers of the same kingdom that were split because of things and the fucking Moogle and the the uh, Sasquatch. I mean, come on, there's shit Shadow. that I can recall. Yeah, Shadow and his fucking dog. It, uh, but you ask me today about Final Fantasy VIII. I can't f- CD and there was there was Norg and the 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 princess on the emerald like ship and and Squall got twelve huge ice pieces pushed through his body. What can I tell you about nine? Uh, Ooh, soft. Zidane. Zidane was part of a, a troop and which ran around and did these shows around the world and he sexually Kefka, assaults a princess I mean, uh, or god god you just had me call kuja kefka what the <laughs> see? fuck see it happened wow i'll take you and know what Adam's we're in fault. this we'll, we're in this together but no, it's all adam i think uh the the zidane's girlfriend is a princess and her mother is psychotic and she's trying to get power and they summon alexander to stop her from something and the the, uh, ah i just it's sad if i am telling you if i am having to tell you about a final fantasy story and i am struggling 
And I'm going, let's sit down, let's think about this, and hash out notes and a fact. There's a fucking problem. That's that's not right. And if I have to go beyond that and explain the characters in the game to you, and somebody goes, hey, what's up with this plucky guy with the shorts and the face tattoo and the blonde hair? And you go, and I mean, let, me, let me go plucky. ahead. Let me go ahead and explain to you the problem with Zell. The problem with Zell is that he's supposed to be Ryuji, but he's not. That is the bottom fucking line. He is played exactly the same, but he yep. does not have the personality to pull it off. No. And that, the fact is, he's like prototype Ryuji that nobody wanted to see. I like hot dogs. I choke on one at the end of the game. Spoilers. Hopefully Chris, it dies. As, as somebody who is like, I mean, you're what? You're like 13, 14? So what... If when you hear me and Adam talk about Final Fantasy the way we do, being younger than us, mm-hmm. do you do you see it? Do you think that we're just you know some old fogies that miss the good old days of Final Fantasy, or do you see legitimate issues with this with the way Final Fantasy has went to as well? Yeah, I mean, I I'm kind of so I started at seven. Um, that was my first Final Fantasy. So much later than you guys. Um, but I have played everything from 7 up to 15. Uh, I did yeah. play the other older ones too. Some. I haven't beat any of 1 through 6, I think. Um, though I know a bit about all of them. A little bit at least for most of them. And a lot about some of them that, you know, some people never shut up about like 6. Uh, Damn. But nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've had the entire game spoiled, so playing is kind of whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, 7 was great. I put literally hundreds of hours into that game. But then after that, 8, I had... I mean, eight's kind of unfortunate because I didn't get a real playthrough because my save corrupted mm-hmm. uh, and then my disc got scratched. Uh, 9, I already said that. Uh, 10, 10 I actually borrowed from someone and played. And it was okay. I didn't realize back then how bad some of the parts were. But overall... Yeah. I was okay with it in general. It wasn't, but I didn't have an established Final Fantasy idea at that point. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII was my baseline. So I'm like, okay, these are just the type of games it is, not knowing of the roots of the franchise. Uh, mm. Kind of a much less extreme version of your Final Fantasy XV person. Mm-hmm. Um, 11, yeah, that's MMO, but I spent, since it came out, playing that, still thinking about going back to it. Um, 12, I played through remember nothing about it it just didn't stick with me at all um i think they after seven they just stopped being memorable there wasn't a whole lot to bring you in and keep you in and keep you invested in characters and story and everything uh 13 had its issues but i mean the biggest issue for 13 for me was the combat system you know that's when they started going into that real time uh these bars and meters and uh not you know, when I play an RPG, I expect, you know, attack, magic, item, you know, your typical commands. And those weren't exactly how it worked. You know, you got into this combo system with 13, uh, 2, and 3. The, they changed it up even more from what they did at the beginning. And it got to the point where I think 3 was probably the best combat system out of the 3. But it still wasn't what I wanted from a Final Fantasy. Right. You know, as a standalone game, would it get as much hate? Probably not. But for a Final Fantasy, there are standards to be met. And 15 is just, I don't know. It's just another one of those, okay, 
I'm driving around in a car in a Final Fantasy world. It's like get eh. out and fight a dinosaur and then get back in. Bingo. Yeah. Key in on that right there. That you you got it. it. When I played Final Fantasy VI, Chris, it was well. I'm I need to find out what the fuck is up with these espers and why this girl has this. Why is she changing form and and wh- what is up with this kingdom and what is up with this castle and what's up with this guy and what's up with this? When I look at Final Fantasy 14 from a distance and again I understand I haven't played it and I've played six multiple times all I get is it, you're, uh, it's a really good story of four good friends riding around in a car and trying to save the world okay well that's not they also <laughs> happen to be a J-pop band oh yeah I, I really want to like 15 and I didn't it wasn't like I played and I went I hate this it's just like okay I see what they're doing here. I don't like the controls. I don't like the combat system. The story's not progressing fast enough. Uh, if I go ahead, I die because I'm under, under leveled, but I don't want to grind levels because I don't like the combat. I don't want to right. fight in this game that's an RPG that's based around fighting stuff. I don't want to fight. I just want the story. Yeah. And I, so I haven't gone back and played it. And getting off Final Fantasy for a second, if you look back in that era, pre- Eight, before in the time period between seven and eight, that was really a, a point where Square had hit its stride. You look yeah. at that little era in the late nineties where you know it was just one hit after another, after another, after another, after another, and they were just on a roll. And then something broke internally, I guess, where it just, you know the storytelling went down. They start they tried to tell too much with. Not enough. They, even if they had just cut exposition, you know, how much? How much do you really know about the, the worlds these people live in? And I guess that's the biggest thing to me is like I could justify a dress made out of belts if the story like somehow justified it. Like, okay, well, yeah, you know, but the whole deal in uh, ten where and, and this is something that I, you know. We, we went back to the whole laughing scene because that's where I quit tent. <laughs> yeah. I gave up right there. Right at that moment, I was like, nope, done. I looked forward to see if there was anything else that was going to come up that, you know, maybe made sense. And I was like, nope, let me just read the story synopsis because I'm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, uh, spoilers, that Jekt is Sin. So your dad is Sin. And I could never mm-hmm. figure out whether or not the it was a big tick that turned into a dude and impregnated a chick, or if it was a dude that turned into a big tick and went around destroying the world, or and you know I find you, later on it's kind of explained. But yeah, I, the thing about I it don't. is, is like at that point, like uh, we were going back to it and. They were, they're supposed to be getting ready to go into a suicide mission, and the whole point of them laughing is, like, they're not supposed to be laughing. He's just trying to do it to relieve stress, and it ends up actually mm-hmm. working. Uh, but it wasn't earned. I didn't feel any kind of threat because I didn't understand the threat or what it meant or what the actual odds were. Right. Because I, I couldn't, because none of that was given to me in the story correctly. If they had so it there, only well, was it wasn't the- found, at the very least. N- not only was the moment lost to you, but it it was bad. Yeah, you know. So it was poorly it executed and poorly yeah. poorly set up. 
So it just fell flat on its face, and it fell so hard that I put the controller down. Right I mean, there. Right in the middle of playing. I was like, this is what I'm um, doing. I looked, I, I, it made me turn away from my TV and look around my room and go, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I feel like... <laughs> I feel like you had such an extreme reaction to it, kind of. Because, well, I mean, yeah, it, it's bad. It, I'm, I realized that after, you know, I played it again not too long ago. I say not too long ago. It was whenever the 10, 10, 2 re- remaster came out on PS3. Um, but when I played it for the first time, that didn't even register with me. Um, and I didn't have an issue overall with story. Uh, it was a little confusing um, at certain points, especially near the end. Yeah. But overall, I was like, okay, I, I'm with it. No, up, um, up until that point, I just I was going along with stuff, but I wasn't really motivated to continue. Uh, when I when I say this, uh, let me compare it to something where I did have motivation to continue, and I made this you know earlier with uh with Mike. It's look at what happens in Suicoden Two. In Suicoden Two, you wake up, you're just kind of spoilers for the first hour of Suicoden Two. Uh, you wake up. And you're finding out that there's a peace treaty that's about to be signed. And you're excited about going home. You go and you talk, you know, your friend's like, oh man, you already changed? Dude, kind of jumping the gun a little bit, huh? And he's like, oh no, we're going to do it. We're going to go home and we're going to have a good time. All right, let's go to bed. They wake up and they're under attack. Okay, well, why the fuck are we under attack? And things happen. You find out who's behind the attack. You barely escape with your life. And then the credits roll. You already have a mo- primary motivation right off the bat. Right off the bat, you know, okay, these people are bastards. And they just mm-hmm. fucked my life up. You know? Now I have to unfuck all the shit that was going to be fine two minutes ago. Yeah. You know? And even with Cloud. Cloud's, you know, he's just going with the flow. But you are in Cloud's shoes. You're like, I don't really care about any of this crap you're preaching. I just, you know, I'm, I'm just here to get shit done. You know, mm-hmm. you talk, save the ceremony, you know, the sermon for somebody that wants to listen. That's not me. You don't, you don't care about Waka's motivation. Well, Waka's motivation is Blitzball and his worship yeah. of it, if I remember and, correctly. And, and, and yeah, great. they made that little Blitzball symbol every time. So, Blitzball. oh, yeah. And praise be to I, Yevin. Was it Yevin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That's wow! You remember that over me? Yeah. You're a Final Fantasy fan. That just tells fan. you how much I hate that game. Wow! That is that is stuck. There in my was head one. <laughs> excuse me. There was one redeeming moment in ten for me when it comes to Waka, and that's when there's a moment where, uh, just a little preface here. So spoilers. Waka, sport. Well, yeah, spoilers too, I suppose. Uh, Waka is a blitzball player. Not he's okay. He's a he's a coach for a team. He's all right, not that great, but not that bad either. He's average down the middle. Unfortunately, his team hasn't won in a while. Yada yada yada. That's one thing that you'll learn about him. The other thing is, is he is a very devout Yevanite. Yevan is one of the religions of the world of Final Fantasy, and he's all about it. He's just you know he hates the his. I want to I say loosely the rival religion, which is the uh, the Albed. He's very prejudiced against their people because of a mis of something he doesn't know, a misunderstanding, or whatever. But so and at in in the game, the main as, as he grows to be main antagonist is uh, Maester Seymour. Think of a maester as like a pope. So 
and later in the game, uh, Waka gets to meet him, and he's like, oh, he's like, you know, your your grace and yada yada yada. He's all about respecting him and all that. Well, when the threads of the of the story start to unravel, and Waka starts to realize that things are not always what they seem, and not every not everything is so sacred and and and, and oh, holy, gracious, like it's like he thinks it is. You actually get to see his character start to unravel. There's a scene where they're somewhere, and uh, Maester Seymour, th- again, think Pope, is there with Waka. Waka reveres this Pope person, and he's like, Waka's like, hey, you, you, we should do something about this. And Maester Seymour goes, yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't. And Waka's like, what, pardon, pardon me for saying this, but that's not something a Maester should say. And he's like, well, then pretend I didn't say it. And he, you can see him just like unraveling. Like I thought, I, I this is my devout religion. I'm all about this, and it's not the, the the damn pope of it is turning out to be evil. And oh, what 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 would I fighting for? It's <laughs> pretty decent, but that in and of itself, and maybe maybe two other things in Final Fantasy X. Do I remember? Or recall of Final Fantasy X. I remember the battle system being pretty cool. You know, having enemies that are different types and only specific people can attack them. Uh, uh, that's pretty cool. The big story of it, though, with it being this 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 big romantic love story between uh, uh, Titus and Yuna, and all the story around Sin and and the and and uh, the, the, the summoning the the sending and all that stuff. It's just I don't remember any of it. And I played through 10 three or four times. It just didn't, it does not have that impact. And I don't know, I don't know what all needs to happen in Square for them to develop a Final Fantasy to where that impact comes back. And, I have ideas. And here's but, the thing is that even if you took and said, okay, well, now Titus looks like a fighter, and now Waka looks like a monk, and he does use a blitz ball. And now the black mage looks like a black mage, even though she kind of did look. Uh, yeah, she kind of. So, uh, yeah, even if you put those characters back into their flipping roles, I still don't think that fixes Final Fantasy X, and that's why I say it's a little bit deeper yeah. than the, uh, it, the just the characters. The characters are definitely yeah. part of it, because when you look at the way they're designed, you're like, well, how did all this technology and all that, how, how, how do you square these things with each other? You know, the... With- when I look at a character in Final Fantasy IV, when I look at Kane, when I look at Cecil, when I look at uh, Tella, when I look at these characters of Final Fantasy IV, I see Final Fantasy. I feel like that's such a... It, it's like, they're like, no, we don't have to do that now. We can do modern people that drive things that look like cars and pick up cell phones and... And, and and go to school and sit in desks and do homework. We don't and I'm like, stop, that's not what it needs to be. Go back to what the fantasy aspect was that's that that's where your root is. You need to go back to what that was about. And when you have that theme, that idea, write a good story around that. A good story. One that's cohesive. And like Adam has said multiple times, has payoff. You need that. And then draw your fucking characters in there that look like what they're supposed to be. And maybe you'll be back on track. But the way that they've been going, not interested. 
Not interested. And that's sad. That is a legacy down the drain when a Final Fantasy fan looks at a Final Fantasy and goes, I'm not really interested. I see they cut the final part out really early in the second game. But I don't think they cut the fantasy out until after 7. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Chris, if you had advice to give to Square, what would you offer to them to, 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 to add, to take away, to change, to whatever? Like, what is Final Fantasy missing for you? I would say stop trying to innovate on game mechanics and focus on the story. Yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I don't feel... need this new battle system. Don't want it, don't care. I want a good yeah. story using a old battle system that worked and was great and pace it right. <laughs> Yeah, when I when I talk to people about Final Fantasy VI, uh, Final Fantasy twelve, I could tell them about twelve about the gambit system. I could do that. I could tell them about uh, the uh, the espers and the way they worked, and the multiple characters having uh, a, a multiple abilities like being able to use tools and being able to throw items and being able to copy enemy abilities from six. I could tell you all that, but what I'm gonna harp on because it is a Final Fantasy because it is an RPG, I'm gonna harp and and press the story to people. It's like the reason what you're gonna walk away from seven feeling it was a good game and good mechanics and all that, but you're going to love the story. The story is what's going to, all the way through, same thing with 12, same thing with 6. We can talk a lot about the materials system, no doubt. We can talk a lot about Cloud and his cool Buster Sword and, and Genova and all that stuff, but the story of that game is the draw. When I tell people about Final Fantasy 8, 9, 10, 13... I'm like, man, I would have to go back and read something and try to remember things to tell you the story. Uh, seven had a gun blade. <laughs> cool. I mean, uh, eight seven had a gun didn't blade. Have no gun blade, you liar. <laughs> uh, nine had characters that tried to go back to old school design, but uh, what about the story? Uh, I don't really know, man. Ten had a cool battle system. Yeah, sure. Thirteen, fuck you. <laughs> and it's so sad that that's what it has devolved down to. It's it's hit or misses all throughout these later games instead of the solid out of the park ballpark stories like they used to like they used to be able to create. So I feel like we beat this horse enough. I mean, we we can always come back to another episode as well. But it's just it, it's sad. It really is. This I I have never heard that story, Adam, that you told me today about the guy that wrote about the blizzard. I mean, uh, yeah, wrote about uh, like World of Warcraft and all that stuff. That's but that I feel I could take that almost to the to the letter and just swap out Blizzard and and World of Warcraft and put in uh, Square Assaults and Final Fantasy because oh, yeah. that is a bleeding heart for me. That was Final Fantasy one was arguably the turning point in my gaming career that was the moment where i said okay this shit's gonna happen a lot more i'm gonna play games a whole lot more i can't begin to tell you the level of excitement that i had in my life when final fantasy 6 when uh, final fantasy 3 came around like i was making a, a damn near blood pack deal with a friend to be like look as soon as you beat that game please let me buy it off of you or trade something for you i was foaming at the mouth for that game and all i had seen was like magazine articles and hearing people tell me about it and then Final Fantasy VII comes around, and it's, oh man, it's the 3D, it's the PlayStation version. Just, oh, I just couldn't wait. 
After that, the legacy just faded away. And Square is still a thing. Whether it's Square Enix or not, it is still around. And they could do it. I just don't know if they want to anymore. I don't know what model of Final Fantasy they, they're, they're wanting to make now, what profit margin they're going for. But I look at a game like Final Fantasy XIV and say, you know what? You have it in you to make it look like a Final Fantasy. And I look, I have to, I don't have to go too far back. I look at uh, Final Fantasy XII and I go, you have the ability to make a damn good compelling story set in even in, in the Ivalice era. You know you have it, Square. You know you have it in you to be the Squaresoft that you that we know you for. Just get off your fucking ass and do it. And here, because you're killing it. Here's you're a little, killing us. Here's a little addendum onto that. They don't just make Final Fantasy anymore. They don't just make RPGs anymore. They make other great games and great series. You know, yeah. they bought Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. They bought uh, uh, Just Cause. They make anime. Some of the really popular anime and manga come out of Square. But the Final Fantasy series is just... Which is their... I mean, it is what it is, man. Multiple companies have multiple franchises, but that's your fucking flagship. That is your that is your Titanic right there, and it's sinking. For, for me, anyway. It's one of those things where wouldn't say anything unless, you know, it, the physical pain, you know. Nobody cares that Tide isn't doing good. Like that guy said, yeah. Nobody gives a shit if Coke goes under. If you've got, you know, something that can replace it, but nothing can replace Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. which is why it doing bad makes you know all the fans go, "Well, this fucking sucks." I wish you fixed yeah. this. Any parting words for you, Chris, from for the the square of today? <laughs> Stop using Final Fantasy as your playground. Yeah, it is not a yeah. test bed. Wow! Wow! Perfect. Yeah. You had the chance back in eight when you, when you, all right, I have some ideas. Okay. Let those fucking stop. (laughs) Go back, go back to other iterations of Final Fantasies that worked, be they worked in all the whole or parts that worked better and make that, make that into a game. The artwork from eight uh, or from from twelve from fourteen, the the story from twelve, the fucking battle system and material system from seven, make a Final Fantasy that we want and set it in a fantasy universe, not in twenty ninety nine with fucking flying cars and just, just stop, stop that. I think that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. I'm 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 actually exhausted with. No joke, man. The fucking emotional trauma just thinking about this shit. It's <laughs> it, it 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 really does weigh me down because I started with this shit and I I can't I honestly just can't believe the state I'm in this day. <sighs> Maybe I need to go play Final Fantasy to actually have my say on it. But I I, I I've seen all the shit that we've talked about tonight. I've I've folded arms and looked at fifteen from a distance. And every time I hear anything positive or negative, I go, I am not interested. But why? It's four fucking dudes driving in a car. I look over at Final Fantasy VI and I see a castle getting ground underneath the, the earth to, to move around undetected. You know, I look at Final Fantasy VII and I see Cloud doing a fucking front flip off the, off the train. All right, what do you need me to do? I'm here for the mission. I'm here for the money. I look at 
uh, Final Fantasy 1 and I see them crossing the bridge and I see the text scrolling about these warriors that are sitting across on a new path. I look at Final Fantasy 4 and I see these two twins that turn themselves to stone to stop a collapsing wall from crushing their party members. I see this shit. And I, then I see four dudes riding a car going to save the world. I don't fucking care about them. What about you, audience? What do you think about the state of Square today, Square Enix? How do you feel about the merger? Do you think the merger of Square Enix has hurt, helped Final Fantasy? Do you think it has any play at all? Do you think it matters? What do you think about Square Enix today in regards to Final Fantasy? Do you have any say-so about Final Fantasy from what it used to be? to today and back and forth have you played any older final fantasies where is your demographic where does your allegiances to the final fantasy lie maybe you like every single one regardless or maybe you don't like any of them what would be the one to draw you in and why would it draw you in if you're an rpg fan uh any of the games we talked about tonight any red dead stuff we're talking about oh oh man any mech stuff that you would love to play and talk about and ideas that you'd like to have for mech games that we just don't have anymore uh the blizzard news anything at all we talked about in this podcast we love to hear uh feedback from you and there are many ways to get that feedback to us uh you can find us on facebook just go to facebook and search for in a time cast it may be fine you find this episode right here you can send us an email at in a timecast at gmail.com that's end of timecast at gmail.com no funny numbers in there just spell it as you heard it we still have a twitter page you can tweet us retweet us and very slowly as of this episode we we are uploading our episodes to youtube so if you find an episode in there you want to comment on leave a comment there as well many ways to talk to us here at the end of timecast and we love conversation not only amongst ourselves but with you the audience you're gamers just like us we're gamers like you and we love conversation about games so yeah that's gonna do it tonight for this episode and Until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm Adam. Good night, everybody. Squall's a fucking loser.